0: from the East end episode 238 and it's me gary p and of course it's the prof it's gary reilly the monk is a free man and he's walking out the front door the monk is a free man um right so who's going to play the monk right the monk is going to be brendan gleason with long hair uh we're going to have liam neeson as christy kinahan nige has to play someone i think you play one of the kinahan sons brendan gleason gotta be in there yeah brendan gleason is going to be monk leaving
1: the court <laughs> long hair but who's the bodyguard who's the bodyguard oh man now that's the Christian Bale from The Machinist this guy is fascinating me at the moment Christian that, Bale from The Machinist that's the he great can show. do that one but what do you do with convincing uh, junky Irish <laughs> accents that's the question
0: this case is nuts man <laughs> we're not even going to go into it we just every we, you know everybody knows what's going on but, but it's nuts we have our own theories but we're all the rabbit holes and you know what's funny actually you're normally not interested in nothing like this
1: no, but it built up the last few days. Yeah. And then your one's podcast got built up then. I was like, right, I'm gonna check this
0: yeah, out. It's been fascinating stuff. So here's the question I wanna ask. Where did he go after he was in that taxi? What well, do you do when there's still an organization that probably want to kill you? He can never be tried for that again. There's no like there's double jeopardy, is that what's called? So they can never ever apprehend him for that crime again.
1: So he's scot-free from well, the coppers. Uh he was charged with being one of the shooters.
0: What were they even thinking of going for that charge? It was crazy.
1: Seemed ambitious, especially with the the witness being the shambles that he was. Uh but um we'll stick with football. So right this is Tales
0: right? from the North Inner City yeah. Crime Land Podcast. But uh, yeah, no, Ocean Electrical and Leicester Credit of course are fantastic sponsors. Um check them out, Leicester Credit for when uh <laughs> when you get <laughs> when you get stitched up by super grasses. And we're on the first flight to Madagascar. <laughs> it's called as a credit. And uh, of course, Ocean Electrical, brilliant stuff as well. And um, they were delving deep into other areas. We nearly had them in putting kitchens in and all, Prof. But Ocean Electrical, check them out Or any construction needs, not just electrical. So, packed show. Prof, this week as we talk about the Shells game, look ahead to Richmond Park. Questions from the East Stand. With Aaron Green, Jack Bourne, and Dan Cleary. You will never know why I just giggled there. Just so you know, all the fans out there, we might tell it they're during a live show.
1: Yeah,
2: it,
0: but we'll just say. I think we'll say that Prof had the editing uh,
1: skills out on on this one. Some things left on the cutting room floor.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, rings in other Frank Hopkins talks about Roberts and Irish history and. I didn't know Frank existed, and now I'm extremely happy that I do.
1: I figured you'd like him, yeah.
0: He is brilliant, and he has walking tours. We're going to give him a plug in a while, and I think we should make it a Rover's Day out because it's good crack. And um, he, he's into some stuff that I'm into, you know, like the hangings and stuff like that, and the mm. darker side of Dublin's uh, underbelly historically. So I'll we'll talk about that in a while. But we have Hannah Done back. The story of the women's season so far, interviews with Jamie Thompson and Dunster, Paul Dunster, Donahue.
1: Yeah, so the idea behind um, Frank was, I was thinking we could have one author a month on the show. So I've got like five or six in mind. So this will be April now. Frank, Frank author friends. Well, not not Macdera and Owen. We've had them on before. But uh, guys we haven't had on before who have written books, uh, I was thinking one a month. So that can be our...
0: Quite an apt time to plug Owen's book again (laughs) and read some more
1: excerpts. I might read some more passages from it, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it, yeah, that's, that's my uh, little author series thing. And uh, just an update, Ger, Uh I had that Cadbury's egg from the fridge. I had two eggs, actually. Go on. Uh, both are Cadbury's, so you're still a disgrace. Oh, I actually, do you know what? I'm back, back at the gym,
0: feeling good. Like I gonna say, but you're backtracked. I do, I do like the odd bit of chocolate. I'm a, I'm a big chocolate fan. And I had some Nestle egg last night, and I'm doubling down, sticking to my guns.
1: It's smoother, and it's tastier. not having this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well Maltesers Maltesers are up there with, with the, the king of the chocolates
1: don't think about have had a Maltesers like there's, there's,
0: there's no Malteser alternative Cadbury's do you know what I mean what's the Cadbury's version of Maltesers prof they can't do it that's why I
1: don't know I just like your classic Cadbury's eggs
0: alright so um, yeah pack show uh, LOI Central had referee Tomas Connolly on last week someone described him as a bit smarmy and I, I always got that vibe off Mazareff he was one of those guys you couldn't talk to you know, like, we watched a video today on our WhatsApp group about a referee in France who's brilliant.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed that. And it was then, class. And then I imagined him being, like, a League of Ireland referee like Neil Doyle. Like, Get away from me! I'd be like, this would be awful. Yeah, now wouldn't work. Um, well, I, I can't differentiate the referees from, from his era at all. They're, they're all baldy. I've never heard them speak. <laughs> so it was quite strange hearing them talking on podcasts. I, um, I never really liked him. He was one of my hate figures, him and Alan Kelly,
0: from that kind of era. And then... Um,
1: yeah, I never liked Now Kelly. he's an assessor I never liked Kelly Because he never gave us a penalty Like since I started following Robbers Up until he retired There's a decision Connolly made He never gave us one penalty I actually have stats on that I mean Do you have them? Literally none
0: No but there's a there's a decision Connolly made against so us One or two of them Maybe red cards Maybe bogey decisions And it's I've been thinking about it all week When I heard that He was on LOI Central And I can't remember The decisions because we've had so many with the McLaughlin Conley. ones and stuff like that but he definitely had, anyone out there remember any horrible decisions Tomás Connolly made against us well, let us know
1: he kept repeating the law over and over again so these referees are just enforcing the law and us average Joes in the stand might not realise that he's just applying the letter of the law uh, well
0: that that already strikes me and rubs me up the wrong way yeah
1: because he's
0: it doesn't mean there's any room for manoeuvre there is there
1: well if that's the case I, I consider this an utter failure of an interview that they didn't bring up the Pigo red card in Sligo. It was like, you had a referee on the show who was talking that, about the letter of the law and I think that's one of the most fascinating red cards I've seen in the League of Ireland in many a year.
0: In fairness, you can understand... It a month ago. Yeah, you, you can understand why they didn't bring it up because they probably didn't think of it. They I probably heard, just thought Thomas Connolly's on. Because they're not invested in rovers Like we obviously are So we would have brought up But they don't have any ties to rovers
1: Well I heard Dan Tread carefully a few times And say I know we can't bring up Specific incidents But I think you you had to make an exception For that You had to Okay maybe you couldn't ask him
0: I would have went with a. What was in
1: his mind around? You could have tiptoed around it though.
0: You could have went for maybe a, a hypothetical situation where you were down the park watching, and someone got their hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly, know? exactly.
1: <laughs> I thought the comparison between snooker, snooker having a better sportsmanship than football, I nearly died of cringe. That was. He said that. I didn't hear that. One. He said a friend was talking to him, and he said, "Look at the sportsmanship in snooker compared to football."
0: A two-person game played indoors with billiards.
1: Snooker. And he compared the both. Granted, sometimes people jump on the snooker table and then light a flare or whatever the fuck that was. It was but mental, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we,
0: what is that going to do?
1: Uh, Three balls, isn't it? I love the clip of because there's two games going on at once and a person was trying the same thing on the other table and the ref stopped them. You could actually watch I, saw, I saw him actually yeah. grappling with him yeah he yeah, didn't yeah. get to explode his die yeah, pack it, was, or whatever it was, was choreographed between two people maybe. a couple of <laughs>
0: snooker buffs in our group isn't it? it's just something I never really got into never get to get into, got into mm. pool I was never into kind of those games that ping pong darts pool snooker I never really bothered with them like my brothers my dower I just yeah. never really cared for it
1: I love playing snooker when I've had too much to drink because <laughs> you know you convince yourself you're a better player when you drink drunk snooker yeah and in your mind you think you're fucking Jimmy Oi. Yeah. But um
0: yeah, an eventful week in Ireland, prof. Uh, full house reception for Sleepy Joe. But
1: not for homeless crisis, we could talk all night about this. I yeah. like the meme of Joe coming out with the, the club megastar bag. Uh, <laughs> and I also like the the Dundalk people getting a warm welcome by holding up paintings of John Giles. Yeah. Um
0: We live in a fucking ridiculous country. Did you see there was a great there's a great picture of her, him and Mary Lou and it looked like he was Giving her the old, Giving her the old drop he's looking like he dropping the hand on Mary Lou, Oh, And Frangar's in, in the background looking <laughs> yeah. disgusted. It's like, don't talk to her. Yeah. Because he would be quite Republican minded, I'd imagine, considering he spoke with the Black and Tans and the whole stereotype of being, you know, oh Irish, we drink and we we fight and we hate the
1: Brits. He would be of that vintage. No, nah, but Black and Tans was a gaff, though. The right? Black and Tans was the gaff, but he we're has mentioned about, it before. He's talking about rugby.
0: Yeah, I know, he totally got that wrong. But before, he would I guarantee he would be
1: sympathetic to the cause you could say maybe so but um, the, yeah the monk beat the rap the we, monk beat the rap with already, but someone made a great show and work uh, Nick Offerman in The Last of Us that's what the monk looked like oh good show oh yeah like you
0: said we've been going through the cast for a while now and Ben Affleck get a hold of it he'd be great he did the town <laughs> that was an Irish American one if he got a hold of it be great he fucking 10 series out of it
1: the Irish Camara uh, if you're listening out there whether or not you're interested in this case Do yourself a favour, open up the Waterford Whispers thread Hmm. (laughs) when, a couple of hours before the the verdict was read out, and read the entire thread and thank me later. Leo Varadkar has been removed from the courts, screaming (laughs) Sinn Féin did it. (laughs) The Burks have come in, (laughs) the monk has put Burke in a headlock. (laughs) The Burks, man.
0: Um, Uh, So Robert Goggins, he, he made his trip, Prof, he made his trip to Slough as you do so the slow Ex- slowexpress.co.uk and um it was on I don't think he's on the front page but he made it in anyway and a piece was done or a strip to Bob Fulham's grave so our jersey coincided with the release and the newspaper article so Bob moved there in the 50s and he started a family
1: so great stuff yeah So nice Ro-
0: little crowd as well so well done to Rob brilliant stuff
1: yeah Robert's been filling me in a little bit on what he's been up to and it's fascinating he uh, went over later uh, a wreath on the grave met the family uh, there was a reporter there and all uh, which obviously was that article in the Slow Express uh, and we've got a special segment on this very subject next week is this the little
0: sneaky one you were telling yes, me about
1: yes the sneaky one Garrett, and it is brilliant that's all I'll say it's stuff. coming up next week um, yeah so Prof Members Club
0: Town Hall Meeting 7.30 Wednesday May toward all the members in the Shannon Suite in the Maldrom make your voice heard any gripes any issues you have anything you want to know any info you need as a member of Shamrock Rovers Football I'm Club a member. get up and uh, voice, voice your opinion it's it's your club too so that's what I'd, I'd, adv- I'd advise you to do and if you feel there's any information you want to know any, anything get up there and have a chat because ultimately it's a uh, AGM is coming after this, I'd imagine. Um, uh, So, any info that you want to know about the members club and the club, go and have a chat. Should be good. I'm guessing there's refreshments, prof.
1: (laughs) Punch and pie. (laughs) Punch and pie. I was actually raging yesterday when I interviewed Frank Hopkins. Oh, yeah. This is
0: actually two days. So, this is wedged in between an away day banker, banker away day, and a Bose home home game. So, it's an eventful week. Dirty on the Monday, bows on the Friday, members meeting on the Wednesday.
1: Well, what was the last year's AGM? It was like the Saturday morning after, after Harps Harps, or something, yeah. yeah. Tactics. Interesting times, <laughs> these things are chosen. <laughs> but no, the reason I was raging yesterday was because um, we haven't done a members corner in ages. And I said, right, we'll do this authors segment. And I said, oh, is Frank a member? Because I haven't got to play the, I'm a member in ages. <laughs> But he's only a season ticket holder. <sighs> no shame on that, Frank. But you've cost me my chance to play the clip again. I now. will get some. Yeah.
0: We'll get some. Uh, unfortunately, we had some bad news with um, Peter Govan. So, a good hoop. Rest in peace um, from Dun Leary And Declan Foley as well. Connor, Our beloved Connor Foley. Um. He's, he's one of the most loved people at Rovers, and unfortunately he's had a passing in the family and his granddad passed away suddenly so we send all of our condolences out to the Foley's and um, the Govans as well so um, yeah so prop up next <laughs> I'm laughing even thinking about it we have the quiz where I don't think you. Could, I think if you had to put anyone else as vocal in this bar Dan the fucking place would have blew up like, if you uh, had to put in maybe a Pico, I think you did this very well. I see your tactics on this. So, yeah, so up next, we have the quiz.
1: So we're back at Rawls on for day five. of questions on the East stands. Uh, defending champion Pico leads the way so far. Seven points out of ten. Three, <laughs> are But we have the three lads. Uh, Aaron Green, Jack Byrne, Dan Cleary. Uh, Aaron, Jack did this before, years ago, before Colwood, but that was expunged from the record. Yeah, uh, yeah Dan. That year as well. <laughs> That makes his official debut today, Uh, so you'll receive the same 10 questions, there's a 20 second time limit, you write down your answers on the page, and the time's up, show me a sheet of paper and what you've written, one by one, Uh, five football, five general knowledge, you're not in direct competition, to be sure, today, you just need enough points to finish in the top 16 out of 24 squad members, well, I wouldn't advise it, to qualify for the next round, so are you ready to play? We are. Question one. Robbers have three wins in their first 10 league games so far. How many wins had we recorded at this stage last season? Oh. How many wins did we have in the first 10 games last season? I'm
2: just going with Miko. Jack, even thinking yesterday. I wasn't even here.
1: Yeah, I was thinking it's a disadvantage for you, right then. So 10
2: games,
0: yeah.
1: Out yeah, of oh, 10. <laughs> Many mm. wins out of 10 cards? Many wins, yeah. going to call the time in, now in a sec. Just so put something down. six. So, Jack's coming for six, isn't he? Yep. Seven. 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 six, six, six wins. Two draws we have. And two
2: losses. One loss. So you say six?
1: six. Oh, six. Yeah, it's yeah, ten. Ten games or 9? Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah six and that's six correct so point for dan and jack Thank you. can i get you to write down a one just as we go along to help me keep track yeah right. question two in uh, the 2019 fei cup final which you all played on uh, on opposite sides it's a four parter so four questions uh who won Roberts' penalty in normal time who scored the penalty and who took the first and last winning penalty so uh, i'll call it out again who won the penalty who converted it in normal time who took the first panel in the shootout who took the last panel in the shootout for hours we're
2: splitting
0: this into four first we'll just have initials
1: currently yeah yeah whatever jack says so it's the easy the last
0: panel the fourth panel
2: he yeah. won the panel. I mean, it
1: Yeah, he was fouled for the penalty, who scored it? And who got the first and last in the shootout. Oh, yeah. Do we have answers? Yep. You uh, we do. I'm being generous here. Yeah,
0: give them time. You missed
2: the penalty. Yeah, it is a bit of a long question. Well. That's true, yeah. So <laughs> now we have a song
1: about <laughs> I wasn't trying to rub it in.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Jack? Um, Green and Mike, me, catch that's right. Ag, I'll show you here,
0: Carl. Yeah. AMC, JB,
2: Giovan. You yep. said
1: Joey or Brian first, No, it was Jack went no. first. JB. Oh, JB, that's Jack correct. Jack yeah, Jack. No, correct. Hey, okay. uh, are you doing yeah,
2: we doing Macanef, Macanef, Jack one, No. Not. Gaz.
1: Uh, great.
2: Unlucky.
1: Doing my best so far, Jack. Question. So how do you, you score that? I taught myself. How do you score that? <laughs> <laughs> how do I score? it? You yeah. need, need all four to be correct. So, really so, yeah. so. so many points? Do we uh. get four for that? <laughs> it's the one. So, question three Which Irishman was shown a joint record eight red cards in the English Premier League? So, he was an Irish player and he received eight red cards in, the, the, in the Premier League. Now, one player.
2: None of will
1: mind, can I? Yeah. I'm going to be strict in time now, right? So, 15 seconds.
2: Rory
1: Cain. Hmm? Rory Cain. i wait for the timer before you start. Come I'm yes. yeah, ready as well. Come on, i have it on my Okay, Jack. Rory. Rory Richard Don. Richard Don. Rory
2: yeah,
1: Cain. Uh, Greener is correct, Richard Don.
3: Yeah, yeah maybe Richard,
0: Jack. Yeah. It's going to allow me to hang out. Come on, Richie! He's <laughs> a <It's> honey monster! <laughs> I thought he might if I said on go, I thought
1: you might get that right fella, so yeah. 30%. 30%. Yeah, sir. <laughs> <laughs> question 4 trying,
2: why does he always look like he has always like he's
0: at the bottom of a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks 12 points a day <laughs>
1: it's That's from the sure. smack in the head <laughs> in Russia it probably was yeah. uh, question 4 where is the women's world cup taking place this summer
2: Jesus.
1: and I've begun the timer Oh, it's two countries by the way. Yeah. So mm, it's a yeah, joint yeah. host. You're giving that away now, we come
0: on. So you already
1: played them and beat them. It's a medal. No, no. <laughs> Jack's shrugging.
2: If <Everything. laughs> <laughs> <No, I'm sorry. laughs> it's It's yeah.
1: Ireland yeah. and Northern Ireland. <laughs> I'm calling time on that. Jack, what do you say? i
2: not I say. Yeah. I'm
1: you need, need two, though. New Zealand?
2: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> I swear, to you said like America or something.
1: <laughs> Same. Australian. Yeah. Australian, New, yeah. New, New Zealand. He's yeah. all got a point there. I
0: don't know. Australia and Croatia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're flying
2: now. And you're still well. <coughs> average
1: so far is <coughs> about, two about two points. Good. So you're it? above, it's above it's average. Played
2: Actually, that's why I said that. Did
0: they
1: you? In the oh, good logic. It's uh,
0: this, this uh, someone uh, coming? Yeah. It's near
2: winter now. You're not going.
1: July, yeah. Uh, Your last football question. Ali Dai, he's a former Iranian player. He held which record until 2021? Where is he from? Ali Dai from Iran. He held a record until the year 2021. What was that record? Everyone in? No. You go. You go. Record. And I'm caught in time on that. Yeah. Jack. Most goals. Can you elaborate? International goals. International goals, right? I'm gone oldest player to be playing professionally. Oldest player. Dan. Yeah. Most international goals. Yeah. Point for Dan and Jack. Oh, done international done goals. Ronaldo broke oh, in okay. 2021 against Gavin Bizzuno, actually. The That's one. not hard, That's <laughs> 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 Not hard, easy. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, the one where he saved the penalty. So, on to general knowledge. Let's go. Question six.
2: What
1: Who, on Who is the Princess of Wales? Fuck Jesus. The Princess of Wales. What is her name?
2: Ah, what's her name? I was kissing the face over there a few <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, I'm out. What is man? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: haven't time on that, lads. Uh, Jack? Camilla. Camilla? No, Jack. <laughs> or, sorry, Aaron? I'm saying Rolls. <coughs> Serta. They're, it's Kate Middleton is the oh, princess Bucking of Wales. Man, well. that's, oh, why question,
2: that's why the
1: question why the was in there, because you I've uh, been in her company, Jack. I
2: thought Camilla was your man, uh,
0: Andrew's missus, no? No,
1: Kate Middleton is the man. prince of Wales. Princess.
0: Yeah, you
2: should. She's not a no, or no, princess. She was, she was yeah, since she the queen
1: died, it. I guess. I don't know. Oh. Don't, don't understand all the stuff. Question seven.
2: Hang on a minute, I'm lost.
1: No, you're on it. Just you. Yeah, are Yeah, we're on seven. You right you just cause, just cause you can't you're can't filling in the, the wrong section. To that's it all right. like i Yeah. Question seven. What creature stole Father Jack's glasses in Father Ted?
2: Oh fuck, what's
1: that? And I want a sp- I want a specific uh, creature now. Not, oh, not a basic speaker. word. That's
4: a good question. That's classy, bro.
1: What creature stole Father Jack's glasses in Father well, Ted? I'll just say creature.
2: What's a creature? Ah, uh,
1: whatever. Man, <laughs> man, <laughs> animal, insect, whatever. Kind of,
2: yeah.
1: I think is are all struggling here. Are you ready, right, Jack? What's he? You think Dylan Watts stole for Jack's uh, Glass? Mr. No. Doyle. Hardy. It was a crow. Oh. Oh. You have to give
0: me a hand <laughs> oh, that. You were the closest. Mate.
1: You were the closest, I suppose. Question eight: uh, Since the Grand National was just on there, which racecourse does the Grand National take place at? What's the name of the racehorse or the or race the racecourse? Race oh. Sorry. <laughs> we all
0: this the Grand National. I
1: don't think do, i will going to do the I wouldn't say. Are ready to go? Yeah. Jack? Angie. Angie? entry, Angie. Angie. Yep, yeah. yeah, full the house there. Give yourself a point. It's
2: not good,
1: Dad. <laughs> give yourself a one there. Uh, okay, two left. Number nine. What is the smallest bone in the human... Or, sorry, where... Is the smallest bone in the human body located? I'm Jack. <laughs> 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 Only took one second. <laughs> took one second to make that joke, right? Uh,
2: in Timer has there. begun. <laughs> in
1: Where in the human body is the smallest bone located? It's easy.
2: That's wonderful. That's a trick question. It's easy,
1: like. And that's time. Jack? Toe. Toe. I'm going to say. Foot. Eye. Oh, sorry, ear. Aaron's is the ear. Hand. Hand. Sorry? Hand. Hand. No, point for Aaron. It's the ear. <laughs> it's cartilage in your ear, you madman. It's uh, not bone. Bone isn't cartilage. He runs a podcast. he's I not got it a from somewhere. Bone's not a cartilage, yo.
0: It
2: can't
1: snap your oh, ear. It can't snap no, your ear. That's cartilage. Quick question. Carrot long-wind on. Question 10. It's nothing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> your like. ear isn't a bone like it'll go, it'll, to, go to a it'll go to a
2: committee. it a committee. It's not. It's <laughs> a <laughs> When you
0: get the red card.
1: Or you will see mean, what yeah. that the search says. Tom. Tom. I'm telling you.
0: There's no bone in your ear. Jack, you didn't even go to... Skip that field. question. <laughs> Who's not? It's cartilage.
1: mate. What, what does Google say? The stapes is the body's smallest bone. Sometimes it's called a steel. This is a delicate bone that works with two others in the air. Yeah! <laughs> it's, it's
2: not a actually
1: it's on not the a air, yeah. it's a
0: air. It's not a bone. It's in your air. It's not a bone. It's inside your air. Close enough.
1: It's not a bone. Unlucky. Right, point for iron nonetheless. Last question. We well,
0: are all three
1: what's that? time. That's a good form. Uh, it's a bit longer, so I'll give you more time on this one these are widely considered to be the top five most iconic luxury sports cars from Italy so fifth the fifth I'm gonna look for three and I'm gonna give you hands well so the fifth is Alfa Romeo so I'm gonna call out the first letter of four of them so I want you to give me three out of the four fancy Italian cars so they begin with F another begins with F L an M. So I'm starting to tie right now. Two Fs. L. M. Luxury sparse cars from Italy. F? You can just give oh me... Oh
2: L for a as well. Where did you around then? Where did you... F, L, F, L. I'm, I'm into Italy. They're all just... Long and long. M. M. That M. Be. That's not... M for male. Car. Don't Down Hold it. Might
1: be, lad. Might be. <laughs> so you have to have my four, right? Yeah, you, have right. To have the four. you have to have the four that I've apparently are the top oh, four. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh-huh. So we're it's gonna it. go to Jack.
0: Fiat, Fiat, Lambo, Nissan. Nissan. It's it's not nice. an N. N. Not
4: you,
1: no, you said N. It, Not N. Nissan, but you got three. You said N, didn't you? M. M. F. McLaren. No. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. Did he get? It? You oh, sorry, 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 sorry. You, you, you tell me N. Oh, you said N. Hold on.
0: You were oh, going to say
2: Nissan.
0: Me and Donald. You've, you've got the it. point anyway, though. you got Listen. three. Oh, i got three. <laughs> so who's <here's> the N? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, Aaron. Lamborghini, Ferrari, Maserati, and Fiat.
1: You, uh, Maser- yeah, correct. <laughs> get all four there. Yeah, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Fiat. Uh, he couldn't get the M. He got the point anyway. He got three. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got a good point for that.
0: Thank you, lad.
1: So... Has, have you been writing down your ones there yeah, as you go along? I got
2: five. Five, six. Five,
1: six. So we have six for Jack.
2: Six, six for Jake Aaron. you, Dan?
1: <laughs> <laughs> five ball? for you, down? Five. Oh, don't I don't know, yours. I trust you, I trust you. So right, that's that's one, pretty good one, scores, lads.
2: Three, four, four. Carding me points
1: out <laughs> 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 Can you verify this, please? Go on, um, trust,
0: I trust that we use a one, two, three, four.
1: Five, six, yeah? Six, six. Okay, six is right. Yeah, so, right. good score, lads. Go uh, You're kind of up there probably above in the kind way. of sec- it, it? second, third places. That's it.
2: Ahead, We're Thomas finished Stadium.
1: for, for yeah, today. For today, finished. Nah, that was good. As well. Good questions, Carl.
0: Enjoy. Thank that. you. Oh, I, name on that, uh, I think the Jack can probably not come back from Greener's put down. You didn't go to school. <laughs> you didn't go to school.
2: He yeah. gets
1: quite. Uh, yeah. He gets quite uppity, doesn't he, Jack? He does, and as expected, he fought me on everything, yeah. like he scrapping for every single point, which was an amazing turnaround from the beginning of this quiz. I think like at
0: one stage, Greener was backing backing us and saying to you, "He's like they do a podcast. They're not wrong. They can't be <laughs> yeah. wrong. They do a podcast."
1: Once well, it's the second quiz in a row now. Someone has Googled the question in front of me. I was like, "Why do I keep coming up with these controversial answers?" I think, but I honestly, I got, and you, people won't believe me. I got nine out of ten in this. Well, so
0: Jade was playing against
1: Francis. No screenshot, no.
0: Waiting, no, waiting for him in the dressing room, and i was sitting there, and I got nine out of ten. I got the the games won, lost, and I got ear. I got ear, and I was thinking to myself, probably it's ear or metatarsal. And I was thinking, Meditar, so that's Prof, dragging me in, trying to rope me in. You knew it wasn't a trap, I and it wasn't, it wasn't uh, the nether regions. But when I I knew, I knew it was here for some reason, the nether regions.
1: <laughs> but this was brilliant. This is probably one of the funniest ones in a while, man. <laughs> well, if, if people remember, the last <laughs> quiz we did before COVID, I think the last one might have been the goalkeepers. Uh, Alan Maness, Liam Poe's, Tony Adele made a special appearance. Emma Wheatley was the guest quiz master. But I think the second last was... Jack Byrne versus Greener versus Sean Callan. And I thought that was one of the funniest ones he ever mm. did. Unfortunately, it didn't count anymore. But this was great crack. Uh, yeah, I think no more, what is the smallest? No more measurements questions for me. Because it only leads to trouble. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> like like I said, Jack. What, the, what was the response? <laughs> Jack. Jack. So, either way. Like I said, though, Jack. Uh, I won him over in the end at the start of this quiz he did not give a damn about this he was just he was sitting there eating first of all and he was like alright let's get this over with Yeah, Yeah, he said that and then he warmed up to it and then by the end he was loving it and he was like I really enjoy that so I I won over Jack which which I'm happy about hard
0: work as well I
1: was a bit generous with the timer now because what happened was I'm okay with that I don't I gauge it
0: myself and then I'll just be like great lads come on you know what I mean? I think we're okay, because they're gonna give an answer anyway, and you can kind of push mm. them on it a little bit. But I think what one of the funniest things you said to me is that we love Glenn. Glenn Cronin is a real friend of the podcast, like he's great. I think he came up to you and he goes, "Jays nails, brutal wasn't he?" <laughs> yeah. He's we're critiquing them on their game yeah. and the match and tactics and stuff, and he's coming up and
1: he's like, "Jays nails, bro." <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Critiquing Neil Furlong the quiz, yeah. Um. So yeah. Um, we also we snuck in a Lamborghini question there for uh, oh that had me Dan that
0: Cleary. had me yeah that had me um, fucking flying in the car I was like I'm missing one I'm missing one I was like fit fit ah.
1: that was purely just to get clearly to say Lamborghini but in saying that it's the only right the reason I put that in
0: I didn't even think of that I was yeah. thinking it's because fucking Jack's a flashy shit Jack's a flashy fucker. I like, consider that as well, And yeah. he, he likes his, 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 you know, cars and stuff like that. And Green, And I was thinking, okay, footballers, and flash cars. Obviously, the,
1: they, they, they go hand in hand, so. Yeah, because the song, the Dan Cleary Lamborghini song got an airing in the cell stand, which is either a brilliant chant or the worst song of all time, depending who you ask.
0: Yeah, he took it out, words in my
2: mouth.
0: I'm gonna go with the latter.
1: I don't, I don't like it. Who, who have we borrowed this one from now?
0: I don't know Barely came up with it At least it's not Celtic But I did come up with a good one I was having a couple of points On the weekend And KGB were playing Shout out KGB The Rovers band That play pretty much Every Rovers gig ever And they were playing Go Johnny Go They were playing uh, Chuck Berry Oh this sounds promising And I was thinking to myself If Johnny Kenny ever scores An away goal Ooh. Think about it Go Johnny Go Go <laughs> Go It would actually be deadly in the stand,
1: I could work. I, yeah. I
0: put it. I, I put it in my phone as well,
1: so I knew because I knew I'd forget it because it's full of points. But I saw someone reply on Twitter. Um, I don't know, was this Ricky or someone else? But um, an alternate version for uh, Rory Gaffney, the Dan Cleary song, except I've changed one word at the end because that was perfect. Go ahead. And that is, Dermot Desmond went to Salford in his Maserati. He brought us back a centre-forward Rory Nicholas Gaffney. Oh, it just rolls off the tongue. It's yeah. perfect, isn't it?
0: I wonder, was he named after a horse as well?
1: So I threw in the Nicholas there as opposed to the the old F-word.
0: Yeah, so that's the songwriting section and the quiz. Prof, another ding-dong and tell though. 2-2, draw with Shelbourne after going two goals down. And we have a lovely, lovely striped jersey to mark 100 years of winning leagues. Prof.
1: Yeah, we were actually supposed to wear that jersey. Uh, for the match but there was just complications with it being live on television sponsors and all that stuff Um, we are planning to wear it at, for a home game at some stage I don't know when though I'll but, be honest uh, when
0: I heard it, when I heard 22-23 and a jersey commemorating it I was thinking stripes in the bin <laughs> but I do like this I would do you know what I'd like I'd like more stripes yeah I'd like thinner stripes I, and Barney made a good point as well I wouldn't I think the the, the squares kind of... The kinda, checkered pattern. Yeah.
1: I wasn't mad about the checkered pattern. But the black shorts, big fan. Yeah, they're, they're cool. They're going in the bag for turkey. They're cool, and I like the little t- little touches. Fulham 27, legends are born in Ring's End. I like all that stuff. Um, By the end of the day, like it's a one-off jersey to celebrate our history. There's no point in over-analyzing. Yeah. Just enjoy it for what it is. Exactly, uh, yeah. Keep on striping, as they say. Keep but, on uh, striping. The, the two stars... And the home jersey gear was also on stock for the first time. That kind of went under the radar, didn't it? Oh, we didn't know that. You tell, you know it's news to me. Yeah, so, Prof, hoop scene, talk to me. Talk to me, prop. Yeah, actually, I meant to... Uh, did I big this up last week? I can't remember, but... You're
5: always uh, picking up the bleeding prop. Well,
1: that's what, I, that's what I wanted to say. I feel like I praise it all the time, but this issue, for some reason, it, it was really striking how packed it was and the variety of content because you had like Tommy Tarmy came in with a 100, 100, 100 year piece and all this do, do the voice no not doing the voice right. but, and I think I've said this to you before but my article was the worst <laughs> one in the programme do you know what the Honestly, guy opened mine and I was like this is the crappiest one in there I have to open my game here.
0: <laughs> Tommy was behind me and in Daily Mail Park and it felt like I was standing next to a reporter he was on the phone and he's like, "Under, there it's, it's full time and with the way he talks, I was just thinking, he's he, it sounds like someone has a microphone in this report
1: and he has that real striking voice. Maybe he was a reporter in a, in a previous life. Uh, Tommy got a got a Tonkin in in the programme. So that's two... Because I said Tonkin as well. Tommy got a Tonkin in? So Robert wasn't too impressed that we got two Tonkins of the one issue. <laughs> Bit of creative difference there He's isn't claiming that? this is not in the Oxford Dictionary. I, I say otherwise. Um, So yeah, we had... We had a few pieces on the, the 100th year anniversary in the program, so it was well marked. I thought. Is the lowdown back? The lowdown is not back, no. What about the gents? What did the gent put in? What club have we got this week? The gent I think I said, didn't I? It was, it was Sporting uh, Lisbon. Sporting Lisbon.
0: Uh, yeah, so that's Hoop Scene Prof. Get user fivers, spend user fivers, and bring home user hoop scenes. Uh, Shell took 700 of their 1100 allocation, which is very, very disappointing really disappointed yeah no matter
1: what way you look at it realistically yeah, I thought they would sell it out now
0: I mean it's 1100 tickets I'm trying to think last year they didn't have brought anywhere near 1000 in the last couple of years my 3-2 mm. game anyway I can't remember them bringing over the 1000 um, difference prof in broadcasting channels so we have Virgin and we've RTE and um, unbelievable carry on of uh, Virgin brilliant stuff we spoke about that already last week well, by the time Thursday On came around people were Friday like Friday morning I found out there you go and I thought to myself that is brilliant that nobody knows because we're flying out with tickets 6,800 was the attendance <laughs>
1: so thank you Artie.
0: thanks RDA for your oh, god awful coverage and just in general like it's yeah it having work.
1: said that this is fascinating <laughs> you know, if you read this tweet by Irish Football Blog just below there yeah so here we go Virgin Media announced the Dublin Derby March 29th
0: between then and April 7th the official Vir- Virgin Media sport account tweeted 33 times directly advertising the match RT Soccer have had one video one interview for Shamrock Rovers versus Shelbourne by my count so
1: now I like that I like the cold hard figures stats behind that. yes they don't lie because we've always had theories about how much promotion work do they do but well, there you go Black and white Prof Men and women lie
0: Numbers don't <laughs> So we have the start of the game got to make a
1: joke With the quiz but alright.
0: Oh, he was Oh god I was a Funkle for this game Oh you're a Funkle? I'm not doing it again <laughs> It was good It was fun Oh my god uh, I forgot How hard work How much hard work Now in fairness They, they had a ball AJ and Bella Got their first game in my niece and nephew and they were having the crack like they were bribed with the sweets and then the whole lot and um, when the atmosphere got going they were loving it like mm. you, they wouldn't shut up so it was good but it was it, my hands were full I was trying to watch the game one needed to go to the toilet one was hungry I was just like oh my god it's, it's the first half it's like 10 minutes in it sounds like my
1: worst nightmare yeah
0: I kind of did it just to get out of the house you know just, just picturing to
1: get the me sitting comfortably in my seat in the main stand I'm having a great time you, you. This isn't for you. <laughs>
0: this is not for you. You wouldn't have been you if you were standing beside me. You would walk down the steps. and go, here we go. You would have looked. You just no. would, I would have, been, have
1: walked. Would have been grandpa going into, yeah, the, into it, the thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> into I'm the burlesque house. <laughs> yeah. A homer into the bushes.
0: <laughs> no, not for you. Um, start of the game anyway, prof. We. It, it just was. Do you know what baffles me? Right, two brilliant away performances. And the same team that started against Bowes out in Dalymount. Now, obviously, their tactics might have stifled us slightly, and they were they worked hard once again. But I just don't know how we can't carry that performance over from two great away wins. But UCD was in between, though. UCD which was, was a bit in of a,
1: a low key game. Could or, that have lured us into a false sense of security? first or second gear against UCD, probably not. Maybe that's a bad um, thing. And then this game, we start so slowly. <laughs> just it was never quick enough no it was poor it was really and really poor Shell's um, like I wouldn't say it was just all like Brazler we'll quote him later on but he was very critical of our performance the first half hour he thought like that's the worst he'd been this season which
0: I'm a fan of but I'm in fairness the Shell's
1: ha- first 15 minutes though Shell's came at us and they started very brightly yeah. so it wasn't just us being terrible but
0: I am a fan of calling a Spade a Spade because Personally, I think if he had came out and kind of defended it and said, "Oh, whatever," I would have mm. thought mm. it's not the time and the place to do that. He first was right. time, first was time this season that he yeah, he's, it was class. It really yeah. was. I was delighted because it, that's what it was. It was shocking. <laughs> uh, we weren't at it at all. Every second ball poor, but the uh, Bork O G Bork. He finally scores. It was right. We were actually <laughs> talking about when he did score. It was right. I think someone said it in Cork and the Tonkin against Cork. I don't five. Possibly, yeah. That's what that's what I was thinking myself. But it, listen, it was an <coughs> unfortunate ball gets whipped in, and he swings his right at it, and it just goes in at the post. And it's unfortunate, really.
1: One of those bizarre own goals, yeah. Yeah.
0: One and it just <coughs> never really happened in the the first half chances.
1: What did we have? Any? No, I mean, no, 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 shots on target. No, definitely didn't have a shot on target. No. Didn't have a corner either. No, our shots first at, corner was in the age. Someone
0: minute. mentioned that as well. When's the last time we got no shots on target? In the fourth, in the first mm. half, and no corners in the fourth half, and mm. I was just like, lads, prof doesn't know this offhand.
1: <laughs> That's a mental stat to know, but It's a great question. It is, boy. He isn't got gonna... people at time At prof forces. come I'm on, on lads. I'm not interested in trying to find the answer. I'm just more interested in like, you have Jack Byrne there. Would you not try and win some corners and free kicks? Don't be that sorry team where you rely on set pieces but yeah. when you have someone like Jack with his accuracy um. but like we're one nil down here I'm thinking a couple of things first of all every game with Shelburne under Duffer has been a tight game all but one was one by one goal yeah. or a draw there was the one in Tali where we won 2-0 we scored early and then their game plan was out the window I remember that one. other than that it's been late winners and draws and everything Um, I was also thinking Joey O'Brien On the touchline Is he doing a job on us Do you know what I've noticed as well Just Same again Listen to Damien Duff Ah, Oh my god How many They're they're, I think Joey is just The centre of attention there I think he said Listen a record Number of times there
0: So obviously Joey's rubbing off on Because he's an Infectious character (laughs) So Second half anyway Prof
1: And we Well the (sighs) subs um, we,
0: we had the hooks. We had two, two, two. So we had was Gary O'Neill and in Tell
1: and came on. Uh, tell nearly made an instant impact with the glance and header oh, just man. wide. I, 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 don't normally do this, but I jumped up and celebrated. Oh no! As it was gone by the post, I was just like, "That's in!" I was like, "No!" <laughs> I was, I
0: was down the very, very front of the south stand, right, first time probably ever, um, and. I was right to the right of that post and it was
1: inches, man. Oh, inches. I was so convinced it was in, man.
0: Did well to get to it now. Inches, but... um, this, The goal on two... Around 51. This is actually a brilliant, brilliant goal. This is only goal.
1: like a minute later. They go up the other end of the pitch and... Brilliant yeah, goal. It's and an ama- no amazing counter.
0: No getting away from it. No um, Jack Moylan... Unbelievable. Let, let, let's be honest. Like He, he makes a show of of poor Sean Hoare. Would...
1: Do you think Sean should have took the yellow? I think Sean did well to get back. He did brilliantly. He was great for touch, a little flick over him. At that point, you're just nitpicking a great goal but I was thinking if he, if he treads his pass through this is a goal, I think take the yellow. It's very easy for me to sit here and say that. But, but you know what I was thinking? It's I was
0: thinking he's no way he's going to do that. I know. He had to... It's so much the to do. The pass had to be perfect and it was. It was nailed. It was brilliant. Great goal. Good finish from Matty Smith. 2-0 and I just thought okay... <laughs>
1: Fuck. <laughs> but at this point you're thinking right we came back against Cork but we're going to need to score soon yeah. almost immediately and we did. Can we please give Farouge more credit on how dogged
0: he has been lately. Have you? Did you see the effort he went through to hold on to the ball here for this goal? He. Oh uh, the Berkey goal? Yeah he was brilliant he beat someone out wide he beat another one he lost it he yeah. won it back squared it to Borky and Borky instantly Shuffles, gets the ball out from his feet. And I had the best view of this. <laughs> this I'm talking. I was directly in front of his... Uh, I wish the way I was in, that the ball in. For this one, yeah. It was unbelievable. And the look on, Car- on Connor Cairn's face, because he just
1: dives because he knew he had to. And he just <laughs> got up and he's just... He's like, yeah, I'm, I've been buried there. I've been buried. I was surprised by how much space he was left in. and <gasps> but but he, he was so
0: quick. He, he took the ball and instantly the shot was taken. It was like that. It was brilliant. It's a cracker of a goal but he almost makes it look he looks like he's just passing it
1: in the top of the net. Oh, he just made it so easy. The wand as, as Pat Tutty calls him. And funny enough Shelburne nearly scored again right after this with another really good counter attack. Um, I forget which player it was but he just he, he put the ball across goal and, and he saw a touch mm. and it, we're 3-1 down. And then Rory Gaffney comes off injured after an hour you're like what way is this game going to go now because we were to bring on Kenny they nearly just scored again can I just say that this
0: was a turning point for me because when I for the first time when I, I thought Gaffney was really getting us back into this game you know how he stretches teams yeah. gets it out wide he can hit, use both feet he's brilliant at bringing other people into the game when when he came when he went off hopefully he's not injured we've no word on it Um. when Johnny came on I just thought we're not going to be able to play the same way we are Tearing shells apart here at some stage, with Gaffney going out wide and bringing other players into it. Johnny
1: doesn't do that. But the subs had improved us, mm. like O'Neill and Tell O'Neill was brilliant. He was busy. We're bringing like Man and I was gave us more of an impetus as well coming out from the back. Uh, so the subs had worked. Uh, those three had worked. Yeah. Uh, no, it did. It went well, but um. But then the other change is like Poole ends up on the left, which didn't work. <sighs> Everything went mad, went wrong from you know,
0: just one of those nights. From but we we'll talk about Pico on seventy seven with um, <laughs> the freedom of talent. Where were the markers? I couldn't believe when I saw this at the time. I the just what bloke
1: you mark? There's right lads. Who do we mark on a corner of Shamrock Rovers? Peacock, leave leaving. You probably had a better view, but I just saw this as I oh, like, oh, great header and great great goal there. And then I watched the the clip back. I'm like there's nobody around him. No one marking the other,
0: whoever was beside him, I'm not sure who it was. They weren't even marking him. But, whoever was in front of him, kind of did the, the block, and, and gave Pico the space. So, it was yeah. planned for me. I think it was planned. But, can I just say, on a big shout out to Connor Cairns, who is the most hydrated keeper, in the Premier Division, at the minute. Mm-hmm. I'd say he's about 80% water, during that game alone. Very, very thirsty man. He
1: He, often got thirsty before, before he took a goal kick for some it's, reason. It's those goal kicks, they get you thirsty. Full yeah. of salt. <laughs> I mean, he has times at other times to drink, but just before the goal kicks which is interesting. <laughs> oh, man. And then, of course, awful timing to get something in your eye when you're clinging on to a 2 all draw. Do you know, it's those bumblebees. So, it's so unfortunate, isn't it? It's, it's, it's lambing season, you know, all those flies coming off the lambs. You think it could happen maybe in the first 10 minutes of the game, but no. Oh, the last five. Mm. But like in your own. Neil Doyle like, Oh no no we'll come, to, come to Neil Doyle in a moment we'll can, have, We're going to gut him We have a lot to say Oh it's the gut now. Yeah, uh, That's 19 goals for Pigo Remember he is more than Oh Dylan, yeah More than Dylan Watts But uh, there's a
0: brilliant brilliant goal yeah. And At this point I'm So st- happy for Pigo to score
1: Oh yeah At this the point the stadium is Bouncing Like this was a deadly atmosphere Because it was Reminiscent of Cork it's like Oh yes game on at one stage, uh, I was going to lift up my nephew and use him as a scarf. <laughs> you know, when we scored. A 2022 member <laughs> scarf. Yeah. Uh, but even at this point, I was thinking, we didn't have shots on target before and not many after either. I was like, we weren't testing Connor. He made one save where he pammed it. True, actually. Yeah. And if you look at our remaining chances, like Berkey, Dragman, wide from close range. There was one where Johnny nearly got in on goal. And then, of course, there is the, the the Gilded chance that Kenny has to win it. But uh, I did walk away thinking, why didn't we test Kearns more? All oh, right, the, the Gilded chance I was talking about...
0: I'm not even going to bother. It was so frustrating, man. It was... a it was Like, you need to, you need to bury them. But, like you said, and you keep saying, Prof, it would be different if we weren't creating. We hmm. look so on it at times. We look so dangerous. And... It is a different style of playing. We haven't really played this way in the last couple of years with Jack being the focal point of everything and just putting in beautiful balls. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? We kind of would have passed people to debt before this, like when do you know what I mean? Yeah, like point, like in, yeah. our, in our previous years when we're trying to mount an attack on a team that might be too all or we're losing, we'll pass them to debt. Whereas we're down, now putting yeah. Jack in the prime position to just lump not lump that's, that's unfair to just curl in beautiful balls and it's working
1: he was magic he in this can't game. deal
0: with him, man pain like, free for the first time in a long time of no Premier's better game. man
1: when you're 2-0 down same against Cork when we were 4-2 down and Jack was unbelievable but he's been
0: so good this season he's been absolutely unbelievable some really good shouts like Cork has been really good um, we've had some standout players but fucking Jack has just been on it he's been on it Um Five minutes time, Prof. Hit us. Come on,
1: let's hit him. It's oh the good season. Well, Neil Doyle, not even the obligatory injury time yellow card for the goalkeeper. Car- Connor Cairns didn't get booked. He didn't book him. Connor guys didn't get booked. I was standing with Connor in the tunnel after. I was like, I'm I'm standing here waiting for Neil to come out here and book him <laughs> now. Because he has to do it some stage, even if it's post-match. Oh uh, at one stage, like, you know, all the time wasting. Not just Connor, in fairness. Like, the whole team... There was a bit of dark airs involved. Maybe Duffer learned this from from Mourinho. Yeah. But uh I looked over and dugout and I, I think maybe it was Cronin talking about the time ways, and, and the fourth official taps his watch as if to say it's all being added, it's all being added. And then the board goes up five minutes. Clearly has not is not been added. No. It was nuts, uh, man. And I have to say, I love
0: the Staffords disgust at all this. Kieran yeah. Stafford mortified and then he forwarded in like I think it was six days, seven days later, a week later. He forwards in a disgusted message from his dad, yeah. who went back and watched it and
1: added up all the minutes. I love how deep they went. I, I admire that. It I admire brilliant. that obsession. But they're right um, because it's it was insane that that was the amount of time added on it really was speaking of staff actually yeah he quote from him the worst enabling referee performance I've ever seen oh, Connor could wow. have put the kettle on and made himself a cup of tea and it wouldn't have been booked <laughs> uh, but it was a decision not a time waste but there was one that pissed, 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 a, pissed a lot of people off and that was the towel one in the east End corner ridiculous this is five minutes into added time right where we're trying to push that winner And again, I forget the player. He just jumps into Tell's legs to make sure there's a tangle. And you look at this and it's like... Tell got the ball. I'm like, he's not going to think that's a foul. Oh, he thinks it's a foul. Oh, of course, yeah. But the two... like Our two best moments of momentum in this second half were stopped in their tracks. And that was... uh, The first time we had great momentum, they made a sub... And we are, The game actually fizzled out for a few minutes after that. And the other one was, I think, it was another player went down injured. Like we were right on top of them and looking like scoring. So they were they were very tactical very moves there. Man. So yeah, very frustrating. I think at one stage when the when that happened when when
0: Tell was in the corner, I was going to throw my nephew at Neil Doyle. I was thinking, mm. Gary, you can't use him as a scarf.
1: Gary, you're a Funko.
0: You, I'm a Funko. You can't use him as a coin or a lawyer that you want to show the don't
1: launch humans. <laughs> yeah. So
0: so it's like, I think I had him in the prime position, and he's like, Uncle Gary? Uncle <laughs> 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 <Onky, laughs> Gary? Kick the baby. <laughs> um, um,
1: so an eventful uh, return to Tala for, for, for Mr. Kearns. I think the, the last thing he played would have been 2019. He commands for, his box well like, for the Big, big keeper, you know. And um, do you see when Jack the thing where he had the thing in his eye or whatever, and Jack was just sort of saying, saying "Are you okay?" and all, and then Jack pushed him in the face. I didn't see that. Do you not see that? No. Jack pushed him in the face to say, "I ah, go on." That you go down? is that is ten times more red card than the peak. He didn't go down one. obviously holding the face. No.
0: He missed a beat there, Carnsey. Um but Isn't that mad though? I know, and the ref saw it. Oh, The guessing. ref was standing in front of him. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Just shows you. Uh, ultra's, Ultra's display one hundred years and still number one. Very true, very true. And another cracking game, prof. Brilliant, brilliant atmosphere. Um, actually, me go usually going back and forth with Pat Totty, one of the listeners of the show, and he he's he's been a friend for years, but he thinks that the atmosphere has been quite poor in Talla Stadium this season, and that we don't sing. ...or chant until the game starts... ...and he says... Wait, you go to, ...you'll go, go to Daily Mount... you go to Richmond... ...and you'll see the atmosphere... ...going 15-20 minutes beforehand... Mm. ...I disagree with it... ...I disagree with it... ...I think the game... ...and Stadler Stadium... ...has been pretty good... ...this year...
1: ...I think there has been times... ...when it's been disappointing... ...like the Derry game in general... ...I found that atmosphere... ...to be surprisingly... ...meh... ...yeah... ...meh... ...but the court game was... ...was a cracker... ...it was eight goals... ...so it was, it was gonna be...
0: ...I just love that... ...I don't know if it's anxiety or nerves or fun I don't know what the feeling is but you know when the stand gets rowdy and it's too all Jack Bourne is pumping balls in we're trying to suck it into the net I love that feeling
1: Yeah,
0: I love that feeling of the anticipation of potentially winning a game in the last 15 minutes or so and there's, there's a buzz around the stadium it's, it's deadly I love it it's just a brilliant
1: feeling so yeah, another cracking game. Another ding-dong, as you say, Garrett, But
0: We're
2: being uh, entertained.
1: No shortage of entertainment, but that's not really what we want. No. <laughs> uh, we've conceded two goals or more in all but one of our five home games over, And that was UCD, which is bizarre. And uh, the last three times that we've gone two goals down in a league game, Sligo, Cork, Shells, all at home, we didn't lose any of them. The last time we went two goals down anywhere and did lose was Bows away the Bayern 2021 but that was a dead rubber. Go further back than that. The last five times Rowers have fallen two goals behind since 2020 when we won in Derry All right, in 2021 we won in Derry. Win, loss, draw, draw, draw. Jesus. Rough. Five times going two goals behind only lost once incredible and uh, a stat window today most saves in the league and a minus on top with 30 which not what Weal. you want to see <laughs> Weal.
0: Weal. Weal. Weal.
1: Uh, connor Kearns joined second on 28 it's not it no it's not what you want to see let's be honest no and uh, finally there was a message from Conn. he wanted to know if i noticed uh the spanish lads and girls who were there at their first rubber match Wearing everything, jerseys, scarves, the oh, lot, Spanish flag, very enthusiastic. Every time Berkey got the ball, they were shouting "Vamos Moreno!" Because of his darker coloured skin, they didn't know his name, but he became Moreno to them.
0: Moreno. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing he might have been a player that looked similar to maybe someone that they follow from back home. I'm gonna.
1: I don't do- know, but they adopted Berkey. They love him apparently. Oh. So vamos, vamos,
0: Um Yeah, it's Kenny Cunningham, prof, talk to me. How do you? How much? How much do
1: you hate him? Oh my God! Well, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> <For> enough time. <laughs> this is I'm only do a voice. <laughs> you can do him. <laughs> this particular moment in time, possibly <laughs> so. I knew you could do it. <laughs> uh, well, I'm only called when people said because I didn't, I didn't watch the game back, but you gave Maddie Smith the man the match. How do you not give Jack man a match in that game? I don't know. He called Marcus Pum, Mart Pum a few times. He described Berkey's goal as a relatively simple finish. What? Yep. And when Pigo came on, he said, I don't know what attacking option he'll be. Do you know what? When, when Burkey let rip with that, the
0: second it left his foot, I thought it's in. But I thought that was one of his harder finishes. One of his tougher ones to place. Because cause of the... How quickly it got p- pinged into him. Yeah, but I It was brilliant. And, yeah. and it was in and out. Like, it was There's a second... He had the ball on his feet and then it was gone and he was scoring. It was brilliant. Didn't dribble. Didn't do anything. One touch, boom. Brilliant, brilliant goal. Kenny ah, Cunningham's a it's clown.
1: Super finished. Awesome. Ah, brilliant goal.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Faruja getting a bit of uh, love in the form. Well, this Bucks, was...
1: This is actually more so leading into this game. I have this note here about Frugia because... Oh, he's been so good. If um, if you listen to, like to the RTE soccer podcast, but I think this is actually on the ball. Vinnie Perth was bigging up Frugia. And good. It, we were just laughing because all of a sudden now Frugia is considered to be on the fringes of the international squad and a brilliant player and all. Because he's had three good games. I'm not saying... I'm not telling people to relax. He's not that good. Now, what I'm saying is, the talent has always been there. It was been obvious to see. Yeah. But it just felt like Perth was just jumping on the bandwagon, the Freo's bandwagon, and just seemed really lazy to me.
0: Uh, Perth gives me the impression that he's oblivious to the ills of the world, <laughs> and he lives in a bubble.
1: <laughs> is this is this the the football bubble? The fo- football, as he says, he really gets that tea in he's there.
0: He's odd he's odd like I don't I don't like his commentary I don't like any interviews he does um, I, I heard he's lined up for the Cliftonville <coughs> job there's something odd about him it's weird isn't it I, you I know feel, what I'm talking I can't put my finger on it I feel, ex- I feel it. the exact same I can't man. put my uh, finger on
1: it and it was the same for Burke and Byrne and this is not just Perth now this is a general thing <laughs> what
0: was the thing God's children we're all God's children <laughs> we're all
1: God's children yeah all of a sudden now we're talking about Burke and Byrne and like oh should they be considered for the Ireland squad they never went away like Jack admitted himself that he was below power last season mm. so you can understand uh, it was unrealistic to call for Jack to be in the earnest call last year but Berkey has always been this talented and I've always felt that we've always felt he can go forward and do more mm. and it's
0: been frustrating with him in the team hasn't it because you know how mm. good he is you know what he can do you know he can be top scorer has he been a top scorer before Yeah yeah When he left for Preston So that was How many goals did he get that season We've got a few But either way You just
1: know he can do more That was 13 by the summer Yeah By the summer yeah Most of our top scorers Only get 13 for the season
0: We just know there's Um, more there You know Consistency I think is the key What we're looking for here
1: I've I've always felt This is just my opinion You can call it nonsense if you want But I think Even Jack Byrne At 70% Should start for Ireland Purely because of his set pieces I think he's so valuable I think he should just play.
0: I, I can't think of anyone else who puts them in like that. I was actually watching somebody... I was I was watching highlights of... And I was taking note of corners. So I was watching all the LOI highlights. I was taking note of corners. No one does it. It's all pace. It's all power. It's all mm-hmm. floaties. No one can do what he can do. It's nuts. But um, Prof, ch- ch- with the sniper shotgun out, <laughs> I was loving this. Uh, sun match apart. The frustrated home fans greeted the full time whistle with a chorus of boos. Prof went straight up wanting that smoke.
1: Yeah, I said, <coughs> why did you feel the need to make this up? I didn't hear a single boo. Because I remember reading this a few people were like, hang on, that's really odd. I don't remember. Because I remember when the full time whistle b- blew. I remember listening out for it. Even anything. I listened out for a disgruntlement. The there, there was a bit of a there was a bit of that there was a bit Mm. like it was
0: more so frustration that we didn't win it because we
1: were on we were on top of it it it? was a general sort of well we've salvaged the point from being two down having not played well for the first hour but also this team and this referee has just pissed us off so much with their time wasting and even despite all that we had a great chance to win it with Kenny so it was a bit of a uh, I suppose yeah yeah but there was no booze. So, yeah. I called him out. Uh, dare called him <laughs> out. Uh, did you see his explanation? Uh, yeah. it was. It's just pure laziness. Pure laziness. So, so, he drafted up something. He said he heard a boo or something at halftime, which I didn't hear either. I didn't hear any grumbles. There was, was a few grumbles at halftime. But he's saying that he heard a few grumbles at halftime and said, okay, I'll write down chorus of booze now as a placeholder. For my full-time report. And then I'm sure I'll remember later to go back and fix this. Is he telling me that that's what he did? So he didn't proofread that whole article before he decided to post it. So he decided that, that there would be a course of bills at the end. We you know what he did. He bottled it. Seeing the prof coming with all the smoke. <laughs> and just bottled it. And many days have been now it's still there.
2: Yeah.
0: He hasn't fixed it. Oh, he hasn't fixed the actual article? Nope. Right. Anyway. Prof, two points dropped. And... Duffer, two points drop,
1: More like you were dropped as a child to even come up with madness like that. Speaking of Duffer and children, <laughs> he named his sons Woody and Buzz. Um, I think he likes Toy Story. I'm getting that impression. Yeah,
0: but that's the thing. Like, oh no, I'm not even going into this. <laughs> I'm not. I get a fucking solicitor's letter. Um, Bradzer praised Virgin Production and said build up for the league and TV companies will be fighting for the show, for the show LOI Games this is brilliant it is it's great and I, I genuinely haven't enjoyed a production on League of Ireland like that ever bar the cup final I still have the cup final recorded I think it might have been deleted actually I had the 2019 cup final saved on me this I definitely bit. still have it saved upstairs. Um, yeah, yeah. but this was the most enjoyable for, for a long long time really really enjoyed it Brilliant, and the, the highlights for half time were a or class. Yeah. Showing goals at half time,
1: so listen, very very good production. And as always, when you have Gareth on commentary, that's half the battle because yeah. you know you're getting you're getting good analysis. Um, but yeah, I don't actually agree with Brad though that it's going to be built up to the point where companies are fighting for for TV rights. I no. think it's going to be very slow and gradual.
0: People just can't seem to. Understand, Like, they'd say to me more work, oh, the game is on the TV. And I'd be like, yeah, it's actually no benefit of, to us whatsoever that RT show the games. And they're like, hell. I was like, well, probably going to lose out on, on on gate money because people might just be home from work, six o'clock or whatever, and think I'm not going. Let's start
1: now, though, then say under the Karate and Fendon era, every time you get a game on yeah. RT, you'd be like, oh, bollocks, there's 2,000 off the gate.
0: But even so with that, 2,000 off the gate or whatever, but it's about the whole idea of RT coming in and not contributing to the cause. Do they pay mm-hmm. Rovers money to show them?
1: I don't think that's the case. I think we're at a loss. I, I guarantee it would cost us money to put them up. I just, I, I've probably said this a few times now, I just think their whole approach to their coverage of the league in the whole season is terrible. I think they, they, they show one game in March, then they vanish for a month. Then they'll show Pats at home to Drogheda. Then the summer comes around. And we're like, okay, we have to get around the league. Where will we show? We have to go to Oriel Park now. Hmm. Don't go to Oriel Park. It's a kip. <laughs> Don't televise Oriel <laughs>
2: Park. Oh, Try and anticipate
1: when the crackers will be. Say balls and Pats, for example. There's a top two at the moment. So, yeah, show that game. Why not? But they, they won't be able to anticipate it because... No one's interested in it. No one will look
0: at it. They still get the crests wrong. Still get the teams wrong. Still get the mm. names wrong. No one is interested. They'll look at that in the sports room or whatever it is from RT and they would be like, all right, what do we have to do? Fuck league world. Jeez. i would get the junior guy to do it. You know, something like that. So, uh, Prof, X up. Brilliant. Really, really good interview. Frank Hopkins.
1: Joined now by a Ringsend historian and an author of a number of books including Stevens Green, Rare Old Dublin, and his latest offering, Ireland's Hidden Histories, a story a day from our little-known past. It's Frank Hopkins, so welcome to the podcast, Frank.
6: Well, thanks very much, Carl. Pleasure to be here.
1: You're also a fan of shamrock robbers. When did you start going? Uh, how did you get into following them?
6: Well, uh, it's, it goes back, uh, I was born in Birmingham uh 1962, came back came back to Dublin in 1967. My family, my dad's family, were from Riggsend. Uh My uh, Going back, like uh, my family were involved with Rovers from the start. Uh, there's, a, there's a famous picture. Uh, I think it's the first official picture of Rovers, uh, the 1904 1905 season when he won uh, uh, the Leinster Junior Cup and uh, the Evening Mail Cup. And a, uh, t- this, it only emerged a few years ago. I saw it on Darren McFerris's Twitter and I couldn't believe it. This is a picture of my great great uncle Johnny. He was a committee member, but also uh, his first cousin, then uh, Jackie Sheridan. who was a, a rover stalwart and uh, a prolific gold scorer for Rovers in the early days. So, so they were my family. There's another uh, member of the family, uh, Charlie Cox. Uh, it's it's a it's a more distant connection, but he uh, was he was he was a, he was a cousin of John, John Sheridan's as well. So we're kind of steeped in it from the from the word go, really, you know, and the uh, rovers actually uh, gave me, they presented me with, with the, just have it here, they, uh, made a presentation to me a few years ago. I just couldn't believe, like this kind of joined a lot of dots for me uh, and kind of made sense because well, when, when I came back from England in the, uh, the, the 1960s, my uncle George and John Hopkins, they used to bring me to, to, to up to rovers, uh, up to Milltown on it. Sunday afternoon, we go into town, get the special bus then from the Metropole. Uh there'd be three special double decker buses going out to Milltown. So that's when it started for me, really, you know. But uh but they they used to say uh, we were we were there from the start, but I never really knew what that meant until this picture kind of emerged. So then I start digging away at the history uh so
1: Almost been fascinating to, to trace your, your steps like that. But well, that we'll talk Absolutely, about, yeah. about the rings then in a while, actually. Yeah, uh, do you have favorite Roberts players you've seen play pre and post Tata? Uh,
6: kind, kind of my, my favorite era, I suppose, uh, um, was when, when Giles came back to in the 70s. Uh, uh players like Ray Tracy and Stevie Linex, Giles himself, uh, uh that, that, that was kind of the, the when when I really got into it I was about what but a 15 16 17 year old then I was really enthusiastic about it Uh, so uh, we used to go to all the away matches Uh, I remember going up to Portadown places like that for the Tyler Cup Um, it was an experience Um, uh, going away to Dundalk for the the, the second round of the cup I think it was Uh, nil all draw all the windows were smashed coming home in a blizzard on On the bus because the uh, CIE wouldn't provide a replacement, and uh, which was interesting. Um, so yeah, and then on to the 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 the, the semi final. Then we played uh, Waterford that year. Uh, I think it's about eighteen thousand, which was a huge crowd for the time. Uh, the crowds were kind of they 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 weren't great at the time, but the uh, uh, Waterford. Uh, brought a huge crowd. They brought two biker gangs. There used to be two biker gangs that followed Waterford as well. And I, I remember kind of uh, someone out climbing the, the right up to the top of the the, the Pylands and Daly Mount. So a, a great match then. One of Rover's hate figures, uh, Sid Wanker Wallace, uh, playing for. I'm not sure if you can you can uh, r- repeat that in your podcast. But uh, but he was a hate figure for Rovers, great player, uh, but uh, we we beat them two one and then finally winning. so that was the first time I saw Rovers winning anything. So it was nineteen seventy eight. So that that was a, a seminal year for me, I suppose. Yeah.
1: In the Tata era, what, what players would you like?
6: Of course, there had to be Gary Twig. Yeah, it's, we could. Yeah, nobody like him I suppose, So. Yeah. So, sorry, just going back, another favourite of ours yeah, back in the 70s, and I met him the other night after the Shelbourne game, briefly, uh, Robbie Gaffney, uh, whenever he, he was so enthusiastic, and uh, I remember whenever he'd score, he, he'd come over to the shed, and he'd climb up at the fence, waving the fist, and uh, he was really getting into it, you know, but uh, that's a, another particular memory, so...
1: Uh now you're in the pride of Rings End. I, I know a lot of them lads m- myself. Would you who would you typically go to games where where would you sit and who would you drink with that sort of thing? you uh,
6: well going. Uh, I, I moved to uh, I, I lived in Rings End for a while with my grandmother in Pigeon House Road on a small so I used to initially go with the, the uh, my uncle's George. Uh, he's 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 uh, passed on now a good few years So uh, rest in peace. But he was he really instilled in me, a love for rovers. Uh uh, so then we after that, uh, I moved with my family to Donna Mead. Um, and I met another uh long term Rovers fan and my best pal, uh, Larry Kelly. Uh, Larry actually played for Rovers Youths back in uh, when Giles came back, he was playing for that uh, youths team. Um, uh, I think the schoolboy league it was a, tra- a travesty. Some of the best young players in Dublin, um, the the. the Rovers assembled a, a great team the, the, uh, the schoolboy league made them play in division 3 and made them work their way up instead of putting them in the major division and I remember going to watch them uh, like they, they'd be beating teams like 7, 8, 9, 10 nil every week so it was it was no use to anybody really uh, but, uh, uh, um, but my mate Larry was a midfielder and he played he, he a promising young player at the time so uh, Larry grew up during our teenagers we go everywhere following Rovers uh, uh we st- still go with Larry today uh, and all of his children uh my own son Jack uh my cousin Keith also from Riggs aunt uh, Keith and his his kids Zach so it's, it's been a real family thing uh, uh Keith, Keith as well as having our own uh, the the Hopkins uh, family um, uh, family members in the team. Uh, Keith, Keith, who was mother, uh, she was a, a born from Riggs End. So Keith's great uncle was the, the great Babby uh, uh He, he, he once did that, I think he scored a, a controversial ha- hand of God type goal for Rovers uh, mm-hmm. in the 1930 Cup final. It's uh, so actually was something Keith are going to go over. Uh, they, they found uh, Babby Bourne's grave uh, over in uh, Preston and uh, Manchester United actually put, a, put up a headstone to him in recent years so we're going to go over and find that uh, so I think Bobby pl- played four different times he came back to Rovers uh, I think he finished his playing days with Coleraine but I might be most mistaken in that so that's a project for later in this year so that's yeah that's my gang we, we uh, going, with, going with Larry from teenage years still going and his family and my family now so and we, we sit in the East stand just just at a uh, block goal, just, just at a halfway line.
1: So two-all draw with Shelburne on Friday. What do you make of the game and how Robbers and the league is shaping up so far this season?
6: Yeah, too much. Look, it's, it's not ideal, is it? Uh, they, 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 a lot of draws. Um, I think teams now how to play us. Now we could see Shelburne there. Uh, uh, they the, 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 the play really defensively. Uh, there was... Um, just think at one stage was five across the back, uh, and that seems to frustrate Robert. The first half we it took us a while to get going, but I thought we were great in the second half. So uh, I'm really, really unlucky, uh, really unlucky in the first half with Borkey's uh, well, unfortunate own goal. But uh, I, I just thought uh, this, the second half, like, yeah, uh, it t- definitely thought we deserved three points, you know. The second half performance. I thought Jack Bourne was brilliant, uh, orchestrating things that midfield as usual. So, yeah.
1: And on the day of the game, there was a new striped jersey released to mark the 100th anniversary of Robert's first ever league title. Uh, there was an ultra display, a number of pieces in the program. So, you feel the occasion was really celebrated?
6: Yeah, it's great. It's actually uh, just a uh, just to mention that striped jersey, uh, obviously they were, they, uh, they were wearing it from the early days. But I think that my uh, ancestor, Jackie Sheridan, John Sheridan, he was chairman of Rovers and he actually introduced the hoop jersey. So that's a, just a little little aside for you. Um, but yeah, it's just a lovely jersey. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, the Ultras were brilliant as usual, great display. So.
1: And you and Robert Goggins have uh, swapped stories for his uh, chronological history book, he tells me. And Robert's been busy the last few months, yeah. uh, going over to Slough to see the family of Bob Fulham, similar to what you're saying, seeing the yeah. grave of uh, Bobby Byrne. But Bob Fulham, a ringsender, the man who scored a record 27 goals in that 23 season. So Mr. Goggins has been a busy man.
6: He really has, yeah. look, like, like he's just prolific. The uh, the amount of he's and he's so forensic. Like, I have all these theories. I, I'm a uh, that's my job, and I'm an historian. But uh, when when it comes to Robert, uh, I've done a lot of research on the family, and I have these theories. But Robert isn't having any of them because they're they're kind of they're half baked. Uh, my theories, but that the, maybe half baked is is the wrong word. But I have these beliefs. Uh, for instance, uh, I, I think that uh, a lot of the Rovers, uh, b- before Rovers were formed, just around, uh, there's a team in Ringsend called Bayview Rovers. And a lot of the players, uh, they, they seem to have the same names as the 1904-1905 squad. But Robert's not having it until he, until I come up with definitive proof. But I've got all of, all of these, uh, if, I, if anybody's interested, I, I've got uh I've done a lot of research on it and it just uh, Bayview Rovers played in rings. Uh, the, the trainer of the 1904 1905 squad was George Oliver and he was fairly prolific. Uh, he played for several teams. He played for Bayview. Uh, he he played, I think he played for Tritonville at one stage and then afterwards he played uh, for various other after the 1906 thing after the uh, Rovers. Uh, they couldn't get a pitch. Uh, the Earl of Pembroke refused to give them uh, a portion of Ringsend Park as a uh, to to, u- to use as a private ground. So they went out of business. But uh, Oliver went on to play for uh, uh, Hibernians, I think, uh, who, who played out of Ringsend afterwards. And uh, a few of the other players went to play for Herbert United. But I think uh, Bayview were the nucleus of that. Road. I think I, I think I've identified about six six rovers players that used to play for pavia and then after uh, there's there's another connection with the uh, oils of the sea the ga team uh, that Roberts mentions in the chronological history but uh, the, after 1906 a few of the, the rovers players involved went to play for them so the, 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 it's it's a work in progress i'm kind of looking at the, the bigger picture of sport in Rings End, and my family history in Rings End. So, uh, it's it's a work in progress, but uh, I'm glad to share. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff done on it, so I'm glad to share it with anybody who's interested uh, or anybody who can kind of enlighten me as to certain aspects of it. So,
1: I uh, used to have a daily feature in the Evening Herald uh and Tall as well. What did you write about?
6: That's a, Yeah, I used to write about uh, just little snippets of old Dublin. Um, i had a feature for about 10 years uh which became the kind of the, the basis for the, the the books Uh the books came about uh, it was just little snippets of whatever i fancied me rambling around dublin and, and rambling really you know uh, i'm not, i'm not interested i'm interested in history all right but uh, i'm not interested in the history of kings and queens or buildings or it's what turns me on is the history of people and the, the kind of the the, un, the dark underbelly of the city like uh crime punishment hangings that sort of stuff uh you know
1: so you're a tour guide now tell us about that
6: yeah well that's a, a shameless plug coming up i'm working on the liffey ferry uh uh, the, the, the old Liffey Ferry, the old Dockers taxi that used to take Dockers back, backwards and forwards over the Liffey from Rings End to the Docklands and back so uh, it was restored The Liffey Ferry was rotting in a dockyard for uh, the, the day that the East Link Bridge opened in 1984 uh, that's the day that the Liffey Ferry died so the, the last Liffey Ferry the number 11 was rotting in the, in the dockyard and it came, in 2010 it was it came with a Within about two weeks of being scrapped, and a couple of local men got their hands on it. Particularly a guy called Richie Saunders, and he asked the port if he could have it. So they kind of just laughed at him and said, uh, "Take it away." So Richie did. He took it away, and uh, then uh, another local man, Jimmy Murray, he he got involved as well, and they put the ferry back together. And then uh, the 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 port came, got involved, and then brought there. just took it over and put in lots of safety features, uh, to turn it into a passenger boat again. So uh, we just started doing the, the trips last year. At, uh, we start at uh, the Samuel Beckett Bridge, uh, the, and just talk about the history of Ringsend, the docklands, and everything else in between. We go down as far as the Poolbeg Lighthouse, but uh, it's 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 a it's a fascinating t- tour that could go anyway you know uh, we can look at it from a sporting aspect from a revolutionary aspect or from uh, just the history of the Docklands itself so it's quite uh, anybody fancies it at all we'd be running it all through the summer so uh, any any Rovers fans want to come on board we could we could do a Rovers tour if you want it if they wanted so uh, that's 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 for another day so if yourself if you want to come out with us yeah uh, feel free so it's, it's well worth a look so
1: definitely sounds fascinating uh your most recent book was in 2021 uh hidden history has gone by the description we can expect man eating Kerry eagles and rat eating belfast gamblers uh give yes. us an example of maybe your favorite story from the book
6: the favorite story from that book uh i'm doing a thing on 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 morality and customs and things at the moment in, in old dublin now the city fathers said uh, that they, they, they hated seeing lads enjoy themselves on sundays uh, particularly profaning the sabbath was a big one uh, so the, the, most of the riots that used to happen in dublin would happen on a sunday when uh, they did, hated seeing uh, working people and enjoying themselves, sort so of be uh, the, the, the police and the sheriff would, would come out uh, heavy-handed to, to, to break up the gatherings. So the lads would be playing football on uh, Stevens Green, it's a place called the Harcourt Fields uh, at the, the top of the top of Harcourt Street there, and it was a popular gathering spot. Lads would play football, whirling. The police would always try and break it up because it was profaning the Sabbath. But my favorite. Profaning the Sabbath story. There was a fella called. He was in the 1750s. A fella called Philip Crampton. He became Lord Mayor, and he, he uh, like he was keen to to make a name for himself. So straight away he was he was going in breaking up illegal bread stalls and things. But he'd heard. He got the word one Sunday that there, there was a, lots of people uh, profaning the Sabbath and enjoying themselves up at Kilmainham. So off he what, he saddles up a posse, and off they go. There was a guy, uh, he brought Judge Tickle with him, it was a great name for a judge, but uh, so, uh, Crampton Lord Mayor Crampton, Judge Tickle, and a posse of police uh, galloped up to Kilmainham, where he found there was a wooden, it was called the, the Flying Horse Machine, so it was essentially a wooden merry-go-round, and lads enjoying themselves and swimming up at up at Chapel Lizard, so they go in and, and break the, the assembly up and chase everybody off. But they essentially arrest the wooden horse, the flying horse machine, drag it down to the Tulsa in High Street. And on Tuesday, they publicly burn the the, the flying horse machine uh, as an example the, uh, for two other lads who might seek to enjoy themselves on Sunday. But that's my favorite stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what's, uh, what's the next project, Frank?
6: Next, I'm just kind of uh, tipping around at ver- various bits and pieces. Uh, I have a before COVID, I had a book ready to go on Irish jails, but uh, that were kind of the. That's for various reasons. That's not going to happen now, uh, so I, I might try and resurrect that at some stage, uh, or maybe just do a book on Dublin jails. I don't know. Uh, the, as I said, it's uh, doing bit of research on, on uh, morals and customs uh, in, in Old Dublin. But also, I'm, I'm really looking at uh, sp- sport sport in the Ringsend, kind of Irish town area. Uh, history of the GAA there is very interesting. Uh, like Oils Isles of the Sea were uh, the first Dublin team to, to, to win in All-Ireland. Uh, uh, there's a bit of Rovers involvement in that, bit of Bayview involvement in that Um but also there the was kind of uh, the, there was there was two teams. There was another team that people don't really know about. They were called Sons of the Sea, and they were a fisherman's team. Again, with kind of overlap between Rovers, between soccer and and uh, soccer and uh, and GAA. So that's that's what I'm at. Kind of enjoying myself. Really, so that's it. It's not like work at all. But uh, that's that's it really.
1: Yeah. Well, if any of that has piqued anybody's interest be it the tour or the books check
6: out Frank's work
1: uh, thanks very much for joining us
6: thanks Carl. thanks for having me uh, pleasure
0: so that was Frank and Prof we are proposing for a hoops day out points and a little trip on his tour I think we should get it going are you saying that you want
1: Liffy Boat Pines Liffy Boat Pines
0: excellent excellent interview Prof brilliant stuff and I, as I spoke about earlier on I like his
1: uh his little foray into the <coughs> dark side of Dublin's history. This is one of the Osmond that just needs a follow up interview. In so we have our own kind of Donald Fowl now. In one or th- in one a few years, like you just, I want to we want to check back in with Frank and see where where his like he's gone further down the rabbit yeah. hole into the what he uncovers. Like, yeah, like for example, one thing we didn't touch on. Uh, we should have. We kind of did it off air the formation of the club and the mystery surrounding the year because he said he had been searching for ages because at the moment we're saying 1899 well we're saying that the earliest known mention of rovers is 1899 we don't actually know that that was the year it was definitely formed
0: how do people determine that
1: we, we haven't paperwork? we haven't determined it really is there paperwork saying same it we was the, fir- the first the first friendly or whatever first yeah. mention of Roberts and even herald but he thought it was mad that Jason McLean goes and discovers that by accident, searching robbers in the online archives. And there's Frank searching for aid is probably... Could you uh, imagine the moment when he, when he found out Jason? <laughs> yeah. I'd say he was looking around like, do, do I tell? Do I, do I say anything? Yeah, it must not in his moment. Um, so yeah, Garrett, we may need to uh, reprint those 1899 uh, members bar guest cards. Yeah, imagine. Could be changing them to it's 1898. Happen, isn't it? It's going to happen. Well, we don't know. Um, given given that the two men involved, Robert and Frank, if they keep digging, they could find something. Because <laughs> could
0: I was saying to him... How, more le- where, how deep left is there to dig, though? That's just it. Where do you dig that you haven't digged already? Do you know well, what I mean? Well, like, I doubt anyone can find an archive that Robert Goggins hasn't gone through.
1: Oh, I know. Robert uh, went into the Leinster Football Association archives and all. Like, he was really... Really, really trying to find that extra bit of info to to sort of verify things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's oldliffyferry.com if you want to go on Frank's tour. Frank also says he wants to try a green ribbon. Mm, oh, yes. So lovely. And check so, out his books as well online, Amazon, all good. The Dublin Jail one sounds like Online good, stores. Yeah? Uh, check out the books and check. and the tour.
0: So other results, Prof. We both getting beaten. 3-2, Pat. Um Fence got rallied over again. UCD beating Cork at home. That's a mad result. Sligo 1, draw to 1. And on Sunday, Dundalk 2, Derry 2. So, points being dropped mm. all over the place, Prof.
1: It's UCD, mental. UCD scored early there. Yeah, yeah as as well. a good strike as it well. Was mad. Yeah, first win of the season.
0: So, um, points well, being dropped. Most exciting league in a long time. And anyone can get it.
1: Unless we win the league, then it's just a poor league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, yeah. So, Pats. Yeah, the Pats game was mad. They went behind. And then they went 3-1 up after half an hour. Uh, both teams ended up with 10 men and then there was like a really long what was it 13-15 minute stoppage because a fan uh, needed medical treatment in the stands uh, who who, uh, turned out to be okay I think Um, but there was a lot of stories from this game Uh, first of all Paul McLaughlin ignoring the bus to bring out the match ball
0: best video ever and
1: then the bus crashes into his leg and then absolutely brilliant spot by one of the lads in one of the WhatsApp groups that was actually Lambert Lambert sees the ref ignore and he says hang on goes over grabs their mic control, remote their control drives the bus into, into him
0: into him oh it links him out flat on it's head
1: oh my god never oh. change balls but <laughs> uh and then there was also the the PA announcement Gary oh, you have stop. There. so
0: Gary O'Neill on uh, Bowes announcing on the PA that Shells have gone 2-0 up on Rovers during play while they're 3-1 up Well, they're 3-1 and a man down in their own derby my days boy they're trying to get behind the crowd is it um, he followed up in fairness I saw a few Bowes fans call out it was unbelievably cringy too but the ball wasn't even out for a throw in or anything play was going on it's by far the most minnow thing I've ever seen in the league world rock bottom
1: and I love this reply as well from VFL Saint on Twitter he said, that gave myself and other Pats fans a giggle and a sense of what the fuck. Bows, I think, hate Chammer Growers more than they like their own club. That's always the show, isn't it? That's always what we say. Yeah, so Pats, Pat's still gain a lot of momentum since they equalised against us in Tala, basically. Oh, that was stop. their turning point. It's uh, going to be a ding-dong of a game off bro. Yeah, but Derry's still wobbling. Derry's still wobbling. And we, and we have to go to the brand new well on, on May Day. <laughs> Two weeks from now, probably. Stephen O'Donnell's comments on artificial
0: pitches. So he's been called out online over this. Um, <clears throat> he's been talking about didn't he? Someone quoted him from years ago from an old video, saying something along the lines of the pitch, something about the pitch,
1: and then he's getting yeah. out about it. Yeah, there was a clip him basically rubbishing the idea that the pitch was a problem. He's saying, "Yeah, well, we haven't lost here all season, uh, but here he is." Being really critical of both artificial services, Dundalk and Derry. So basically, what we have here is Stephen O'Donnell's memory and motives are about reliable and convenient as Jonathan Dowdle. Yeah. <laughs> what a show. Um, Prof so Galway. The, well, Gareth, it's on the that the, the penny has finally dropped. <sighs> it's uh, how? Jim, is, well, how is it taking this long? Vinnie Parrott says it's going
0: to cost 400 grand to put in a pitch. So I would say it's about 100 He's adding on the a few euros, you know. Been mm. fond of that
1: for the football pitches. For the fu- yeah. Well, Netherlands are banning the use of them from 2025. So, if a league like Netherlands are saying we shouldn't actually be using these pitches, the fellow go for the, the, the Dutch know a bit about football. Maybe we should listen. But it, it was very came out very strong, didn't he? He was like saying like themselves and Derry have the most injuries in the league. Well, he he's going anecdotally, but it seems like they do. Can't be a coincidence.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think well, You know how I feel about it, Prof. You know yeah. how I feel about these things. Uh, Galway are making their Block F an over-16 section at MDC Park. There's been calls mm. for this at the South Stand. Oh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Kids are kids, you know. Are mm. they that much of a hindrance? I'm never that far over. It doesn't look like it's that bad. <laughs> Says the man, the uncle with
1: the, with the child with on his chair. With his loud
0: arm. children. Um, I don't know is it an issue I don't know maybe we're something we're going to have to address because there is a lot of people saying it we don't want to just ignore them so we will address it and we'll probably <clears throat> get there you go go to the AGM go to the town hall that's a perfect question for that type of thing mm-hmm. but uh, Prof you had a stat on Twitter Northern Ireland land of the first time champions so um, the last time this happened was poured down in 1990 And other countries I love this this is a great stat so Ireland first time first time champions, okay? Ireland dropped out of two thousand and seven. So it would have been a key fatty in his charges, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Shane Robbo, uh, Gertz, Bradzer. Uh, Bradzer, England, Leicester 2016. France Montpellier, 2012. That Germany. was
1: Giroud's last season before he went to Arsenal.
0: Uh, Germany, Wolfsburg. I oh, was in Frankfurt for when they won the title. I was in Germany when they won it, and it was huge. It was huge. <laughs> was that stags? It's actually Jay Moore Stags and Italy Sampdoria 1991 I don't think Dave would was, was Platt been a part of that one no it's too too early for Plapp, isn't it didn't Plapp and Ince play for Sampdoria I think Vialli was there early oh, 90s yeah. as well Netherlands FC 20 in 2010 Scotland Dundee United 1983 in Spain Deportivo La Coruña in 2000 why what, who am I thinking of when you think of Deportivo who do you think of what player
1: uh, oh, is he Argentinian? Mm. Who am I thinking of? Oh my god. I'm going to have to come back to this. Because they were decent back
0: then. They had some good players. Did Varane play with them? No, I don't think so. This is, we'll think back yeah. to it. Um, that would have been around the time they played Shells, would it? 2000.
1: 2004, they played Shells.
0: 2004. So in the the Senior Cup semi final, Usher beat Bray. 4 1 in the Carlo Grounds. It's the bigger result, prof. So they're into the final.
1: Oh, what could have been, girl. I know. We're what? into the
0: final, so they what can play either Wexford Bows or Shells, I think it is. So, uh, yeah, that's Usher Celtic from The Bond. Roy McDowell says we've secured a seeded spot in the first qualifying round of the Champion League in July. And the draw is on June 20th. And it is the cooperation. had Headcase. He's
1: back. He's back. So, yeah, we... are yeah, was um, waiting for that one. Uh, <clears throat> Larn will be unseeded. So, could get them. T&S would be seated, so we won't get them. Oh, God, uh, well, give me
0: Wales. Give me something handy. Poor, we deserve a handy one this time. Poor Anto Proctor. He
1: still dreams of a booze, cruise and Wales. But he won't get <laughs> it. He won't, he won't
0: get a girl. Yes. So, Phil, a graphic designer on Twitter, pointed this out. West Ham have a squad worth over 450 million. They've just drawn one one with Ghent. Sean did the exact same five months ago with 10 men in mm. Tallahassee Stadium.
1: So, uh, I suppose the idea is a bit of a dig at us and West Ham Oh now. it is, yeah, but, but we'll take it But uh, I suppose it's a good point uh, I kind of want Gent to win the Commerce League actually Because I've always had the stat that Bayern Munich in 1966, Cup Winners Cup That's the only time that Rovers have been knocked out by eventual champions of European competition yep. So I want Ghent to be the first since then
0: the Euros and Copa America will both be played June fourteenth to July fourteenth to twenty twenty four. It was announced. Football all day and night for a month, and I am going to take a leaf of Maloney <laughs> and Paul McGrath's uh, book, and I am going to go out on a sun holiday when yep. we're not in Europe, and that is what I am going to do. I am going to the sun and watching the Euros in Tenerife or something. Makes so, sense. Great show. Academy results. Uh, first, the men, Rovers under 19s beat CK United. Who are they? At Roadstone. 17s drew 1 1 in Longford, and 15s were uh, away from home. 6 1 at Bowes. So, <laughs> Rob, they hammered them Here Charles. Go. Here we go, Garrett. <coughs> <wait for> <coughs> Let me clear my throat. <laughs> Charles Akinrin Toyo, Brody Lee, Goodness Ogbana. Max Kovalevskis and Adi Solanke. Uh, I think Adi Solanke is from Lugan and Jaden seems to think he's some sort of superstar. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's saying he's very, very good. So that's an absolute tonkin prof. Um, getting hammered. So women's teams were at home on the weekend. The 19s beat Galway 2 0 with a Shannon Cody brace. 14 14s beat Finn 5 0, and the 17s suffered a heavy 5 1 defeat away to Shelbourne. So unfortunately. <laughs> They got a bit of a hammer in there. Five players have been included in Ireland's women's under-16 squad tournament in Serbia this month. So great little trip for them, and a huge congratulations to our 14th group at the Hale End Cup tournament at Arsenal. Five games, five wins against Spurs, Man City, Arsenal, Villa, and Arsenal without conceding a goal. So outrageous carry on from this team. Unbelievable. These are the first real Roadstone Academy products, Prof. The ones from the ground up. We keep hearing about this group and
1: now we're seeing
0: the results. I'm rubbing my fingers together. This is where you're (laughs) going to get your first million pound player prop. Million million euro player. Yeah. Um, They've
1: done the the club really proud there. So well done to all involved, And well done to our under 13s as well who defeated Belvedere at the weekend in the semi-finals of the SFAI Cup. That (coughs) final will be played, played next month.
0: Right. So this is now my chance to call out the biggest spoofer in the Rovers fan base when it comes to quizzes. It's Mark Turner. You, Mark Turner. <laughs> I'm calling you out. to a Randy Savage promo. For you. I'm calling you out. One on one. Live quiz. In the lair. Me and you. Ten questions each. Let's do it. I'm sick of you disrespecting the prof's quiz. I'm putting up these spoofer posts in the whatsapp group saying you're getting 8 out of 10 every week the man consistently gets
1: 8 out of 10 now personally I believe him no I don't. think he's just good at quizzes
0: you didn't say that off air prop <laughs> right so that's it the call out was there and I'm going to see what actually I mean, I'm
1: interested to see how this because
0: some stalwarts got a terrible qu- got terrible mm. results in this one but Ryan LaRue got 9 Ryan got 9 so that's not with disrespect to Ryan Ryan's a,
1: see, I can, a top I, hoop it's, it's too it's too uh, complicated for me to explain on this podcast, but there's a reason why people like Ryan got a high score in that, because certain questions require a strange, really strong memory for certain things, where it be squad your numbers so or we've left brain and right brain certain questions. details, and then I mix that with questions where you probably don't know the answer, but you kind of have to use logic, and then. There's there's a couple around like it's like, okay, it's just a trap. So it's it's a mix of things.
0: Yeah, and like I said in the WhatsApp group today Quizmaster Prof is a great A. Yep, you know. Thanks, thanks for that. Regular prof I like. <laughs> Quizmaster Prof he can he can get in the see. So right, we're gonna play the quiz. Prof get your time already. Two remember. minutes on the clock.
1: See, I was quizzing the boys yesterday. I had me, uh, had me 22nd time limit. <laughs> the boys quizzing. The boys. Yeah, i right. Right, let's go. And go. What squad number is Liam Bortz?
0: Oh I'm brutal with these, man. I'm going to say the vacated 20, 27, 28, 17, 26. I'm going to say vacated 28, Joey O'Brien. No, 27. I'm brutal with squad numbers. Shelbourne still haven't beat Robbers in a competitive game. Since which year 2012, 2010, 2006, 2013 I know the result <laughs> I don't know the, the, the time I'm going to say 2012 under Kenny Yes Thank
1: like you Stephen Glass the Stephen cop.
0: Glass yes Which Rovers players Made his leg, league debut For Rovers at 1-1 draw In Richmond Park 2011 Rohan Ricketts Sean Gallon Ronan Finn Karen Moore Oh my god This is such a random question <clears throat> I'm trying to think of. I'm going to say Ronan No it's not Ronan Finn Ooh, Rohan Ricketts No Roshan Gannett Yep Savannah McCarty Silver Rovers For which women's team Galway P-Mount Shelbourne Athlone Shelbourne's a trick It's, a, it's P-Mount No Galway <coughs> <coughs> What year was Rovers Men's What What? what wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who was the last Rovers men's player To score a competitive goal At AIM in DC Park Aaron Green Gary Shaw Lee Grace Greenbook This is a trick Lee Grace header in the Wait League No Yeah Lee Grace Yes, header in the cup. Until Bork last Friday, Grace has been the last Rovers player to score an on goal in 2021, which ground until Bork. The Brandywell, Oriel Park, Daily Mount, Richmond Park. Until Bork, Grace has been the last person to score an on goal.
1: Oh, man, no. So I'm, where does Grace score an on goal? Uh, I,
0: can't, I can't think of it. Brand, Brandywell, I don't know. I can't think of it. Daily Mount. Uh, which player in the last was the last? Which player in the Rover squad has the most career League of Ireland goals with eighty-three? Uh yeah, Ronan Finn, Richie Tell Graham Burke, Aaron Green. Aaron Green. I've been delving into the goals. Because you read
1: the program last week.
0: Yeah. Simon Madden, Force. sign for Rovers From which club? Pats, Leeds. Dundalk. Derry Leeds.
1: Good show. Yeah. Six seconds.
0: Leeds. Brentford B. Another English club play for Eddie against Rovers on the Wolves. Burnley. Liverpool. QPR. Oh, uh, Liverpool. No, Burnley. I knew it was Burnley. <laughs> Bob well, Fulham scored a record 27 league goals in the 2022-23 season. Named the only other player to get 25. Gagan, Billy Farrell, Gary Twigg, Alan Campbell. It is... Gary Twigg because Gagan got 23. No,
1: Billy Farrell! That was an obvious trap at the end there, though. You know what I'm i
0: thought like. Gagan... I thought I was being cute. You know what I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're like, yeah. <laughs> an absolute wanker. What'd you get there? Four. Four? Four. Not bad. Not
1: bad. Standard for Gary P. So... Do you think you want to be in Turner in
0: a live quiz? See that? He, oh, yeah, he's one hundred percent a lying bastard. <laughs> There's no way he's getting eight every week <laughs> with quizzes
1: like that. Maybe he just understands Clearly my like mind. Maybe he understands my mind better. Mm. Than the quizzes.
0: Yeah. So, Prof. After a one-all draw with Galway on Saturday, Hannah Dunn is back with a story so far and contributions from a new starlet, Jamie Thompson, speaking exclusively to Tiftys along with Dunster, a big fan of the side.
3: Last Saturday's game between Galway United and Shamrock Rovers saw the two most recent additions to the women's Premier Division meet at and Dacey Park. United replaced Galway WFC, who withdrew from the competition at the end of last year. They were managed by former Rovers player Alan Murphy and it's his assistant Phil Trill now in the dugout for the tribeswomen. Goalkeeper Jessica Berlin was in fine form on the night, making a number of good saves from Shauna Fox and twice from both Jamie Thompson and Anya O'Gorman during the match. Having trailed a half-time, Rovers eventually got the equaliser five minutes from time when O'Gorman floated another cross into the box. Eve Dawson got ahead to it but only managed to clear the ball as far as Thompson. She struck the ball hard and low from the edge of the box to find the bottom corner. Gets it across, it's a great ball. Dawson
0: can't clear. Falls to Thompson who scores and that is a really, really good goal uh, and being as neutral as I can be, that seems to be uh, just about just rewards for Shamrock Rovers.
3: Orla O'Mahony, Leah O'Leary, Anya O'Gorman, Alana McEvoy, Abby Larkin, Jess Hennessy and Hoops Number 1, Amanda Budden, have started every league game for the club, while Gargan and Thompson featured in all five of them as well. For a second successive round, Jess Gargan was named in the league's Team of the Week after a solid shift in Galway. Chloe McCarthy, the daughter of Rovers physio Tony McCarthy, still awaits her debut. Summer Lawless and Jane Merrin are both under-19 international goalkeepers, but they haven't seen action for the senior team as of yet, nor has Tuesday's birthday girl Ava Fleming or the injured Maria Reynolds. Saturday's one-all draw left Rovers the only unbeaten team still left in the league, in third place with a game in hand on both Shelburne and Leaders P-Mount. At the other end of the table, Cork City and Sligo have failed to register a win, with the Bitter Red losing every game so far, including their opener to Shamrock Rovers 2-1 at the showgrounds. Jamie Thompson spoke to Tales from the East on the morning after the game about the result, the ambition in the group and what it's like to work with Collie O'Neill and Kieran Ryan. Um, I thought the first half
4: we started uh, quite slow but we definitely picked up in the second half and uh, I feel like a, a draw was a deserving result after the performance we put in. Yeah, it's always good to, to stay unbeaten. Like, the goal was obviously good, topped off the performance but still it would have been that bit sweeter if uh, we had a one. Um, like, we're all struggling... To, to do as best we can and I feel like Collie's backing us to do that so hopefully we can get um continue keep getting good results and, and keep pushing on to get the league. hey he's brilliant uh him and Kieran. uh Kieran's an excellent coach he's uh, definitely full of energy all the time but um Collie like the knowledge he has and and what he shares which is brilliant.
3: Jamie is now in her fourth season at Rovers. She told us who she played with before the hoops, the vibe at roadstone and the promotion of academy players like herself into the first team.
4: Um, I started off in Clone United and I was there. I only started when I was nine and I was there until about under fourteen, and then I left and went to P Mount for two years and then left and came to Robins for the past five years. Yeah, um I feel like the club is quite close between between all groups. There's definitely no divide between even the boys and the girls. Um but everyone's on the on the same level in the club and it's a, it's a very welcoming place. Yeah, in the club we've had uh, a really good coaches, Sean Kelly and, and Tony O'Neill and I feel like they pushed me on to to get into the senior team and the coaches that are there now, Wayne and Owen um, at the seven inns. Um they're doing a brilliant job uh, trying to get as many up
3: to the to seniors as quick as possible. Jamie won the club's Player of the Month award for March and also the goal of the month in the six nil win over Treaty United and Talla. After being introduced at half time in place of Abby, she chipped the keeper to complete a spectacular 20-minute hat-trick. Jamie shared her thoughts on receiving the two accolades and the award-winning long-range goal itself.
0: Just some other results in. Bohemia's Neil Shelburne, two. Piment United lead.
1: Now Jamie Thompson. Thompson from
4: distance. She trying to chip the keeper.
3: Oh,
4: Jamie
0: Thompson again. What a way to get your hat-trick.
4: Yeah, it's always good uh, getting a bit of, of credit when when you do something good, but I feel like it's a lot uh a lot of expectations now on me to do a sign for next month. Yeah, like the first touch uh, I took, Steph played me through and I scored. And then I feel like that kind of like got my confidence up because I was going like into the game a bit ropey. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just something in the moment. Uh, I seen her off her line, I just kind of kicking hope and, <laughs> and uh, went in, but... And uh,
3: no, that was good. Do she and her teammates feed off the crowd like the one thousand in attendance that day? And is she getting asked for autographs more and more every week? Rovers fan Paul Donahue also sent in his thoughts on the women's team this year.
4: Oh, hundred percent. I feel like um the crowd makes a huge difference. like a twelfth person there. Um and to hear them like cheer and all, it's it's brilliant to see. Yeah, I am, but I need to sort out my signature because I don't have one so I keep signing my full name and it takes too long.
5: I've watched most of the, the games on the television. The actually only game I've got to so far was the uh, Wednesday night game against uh, Wexford Utes. Uh, I have to say I really, really enjoyed the experience of the game. Um, it's, it's very different, obviously, to go to watch the, the men's team playing, but I think anyone who's been to um any of the women's international games in Tallinn knows how good the atmosphere can be at those games. And I felt that the atmosphere of the, at the game against Wexford Utes was very similar. It was good to see so many kind of young young girls teams there and um obviously lots of family members so lots of noise and um it was like a really good atmosphere i think all through the game and i think when when rovers got the winner um, uh, you could see actually the reaction of the rovers players on the bench to the reaction from the crowd that like everyone was up off the free cheering and screaming so it's great to see that the the players kind of reacted to the fans as well and then after the game like the players are up in the stands, talking to the family members, talking to each other, so I have to say it's an experience that I really enjoyed.
3: Jamie followed up her treaty treble with an eye-catching performance against Shelburne at Tolka Park. She then provided the assist for Anya O'Gorman's opening goal in that one-all draw and took home the Player of the Match award as she was interviewed live on TG Catter. Then Jamie's flick played a part in a free-flowing move which saw Abby set up Anya for a brilliant goal in the 2-1 win at home to Wexford Utes.
5: Very like the men's teams, the, the, the team the they women's the robbers. Women seem do try to play out from the back. Like all the goal kicks, are tend to be very short, and they look to play through the air, uh, out from the back and through the middle. But uh, so it's it's a, it's a very good style of football to watch. and um, the only thing that maybe at the moment is because we've got so many young players in the team, I think physically. Uh, like particularly the game against Wexford and even the game this evening against Galway. I, I thought we were maybe just kind of the teams are slightly more physical than us, slightly bigger than us. But I think it's good that we change up and we do look to go long a little bit and do you know what I mean? We look to get Jamie away or we look to get um Abby away down the wings. So, so we do change it up when we need to change it up and um so yeah no I can't it's a very good style of football to watch and I think the amount of goals we scored so far is testament to the attacking football that they play but at the back we're very solid and we've a very good goalkeeper as well so it's so all, all, all around it's, it's, it's as I said it's very like the men's team to go and watch so it's, it's um, once again really enjoyable.
3: It hasn't gone unnoticed. Jamie was in good company in the Irish Independence top three Irish performances from the weekend after the treaty win alongside Gavin Bazunu and Dara O'Shea. Alana McAvoy received her first senior Irish call-up for the two friendlies in USA recently, but Jamie's name was being mentioned first. Is there room for a home-based bolter in Vera Powell's World Cup squad was Emma Duffy's headline for the 42.ie last month. From technical ability and trickery to her general presence and willingness to have a pop up goal, Rovers fans like Paul very quickly realised what a bright prospect the Blanchardstown native is.
5: At the start of the season, for all the talk of the the players that that we signed for other clubs, I think it's great that possibly the player that has stood out the most is a player that came through from the 90s last year, which is Jamie Thompson. Um, she's been just absolutely brilliant to watch. I know if you've never watched a player, the the only thing you can really do is is try compare them to another player. And if, if I was to compare Jamie to like a Rovers player, it's to me it's like watching Desi Baker. Um, do you know what I mean? She's kind of maybe physical, same physical stature, but... She's just like an absolute, she's got an absolute box of tricks, like so many flicks, so many looks, so many kind of no-look passes, all those kind of little things that Desi used to do. And also she can score from anywhere, like anywhere in around the box, like it's, she's just unbelievable to watch. And as I said, it's great that it's someone who's come up from our under-19s, who like won our first player of the month award and has probably really stood out. And uh, it would be great to see if she could push on and get a full international cap soon.
3: So we asked Jamie if she pays attention to any of that and also if she was inspired by a particular player growing up or her talent encouraged and nurtured by any coaches as a youngster.
4: Um, I don't usually see much of it. Like, my mum would come into me and be like, oh, I've seen this about John Twitter. I've seen this about John Facebook and all. But I don't really listen to it because I don't, I don't really bother with it, to be honest. I just play my football. That's it. Not really. Like I didn't really watch football when I was younger. Like if it was on the telly, I'd watch it, but we never had like any of the sports channels. So like, I wouldn't really watch him. I didn't like, not really look up to people. Like I'd say I like Ronaldo, but I wouldn't compare myself to, to him at all. Um, My first coach, Julie, um, she was brilliant. Uh, and she would always like teach me a little few tricks here and there to try in the match. And, and i say
3: I'd probably learned some of them from her. Australia and New Zealand might come too soon for Jamie, but she's played under 19's level for her country. She was one of eight Rovers players in Dave Connell's team that finished second in a European qualifying group with Germany, Croatia and the host Norway this month. She said she loved the experience, although she does prefer the warmer climates on international duty.
4: Um, Yeah, it was a good camp. Um, The first game against Germany obviously didn't go our way, but you have to take into consideration they're one of the best teams in in the world at our age. But um, yeah, just a few mistakes kind of led to our goals and then... The, the Norway game, we were all on the buzz of our life after that, after winning that, because they sort of went into it thinking, oh, we have these after they got bet 5-0. And then to beat them, it was brilliant. And then I got a yellow card and, in the Norway game, so I wasn't able to play in the, the Croatia game, but they still got the win. Oh, I didn't like Norway. <laughs> it was a bit cold.
2: Uh,
4: I wasn't a fan of the snow, but I like the likes of, of Portugal that we went to and all they were with
3: It was a reminder that majority of this Rover squad is made up of players aged 16, 17 and 18, with the notable exception of the experienced Anya O'Gorman and Stephanie Zambra. Last Saturday, Savannah McCarthy, ironically against her old club Galway, came off the bench to make her first women's Premier Division appearance since the 19th of March 2022 when she suffered a serious injury. It's been a long road but delighted to finally be back on the pitch after 13 months yesterday, she tweeted. Next in our interview, Jamie was asked about the influence of the former p man pair and if Stephanie and Maria are working just as hard as Savannah was behind the scenes to be back in action soon. Also, would Jamie ever take over the club's Instagram on match day like Maria did against Wexford?
4: Oh yeah, 100%. But on the same page, like we've been welcoming to them because obviously they're coming into a new club as well. But on the pitch and off the pitch, they're like uh, two mammies in the group. Oh, an unbelievable amount, even Sab before she got back, it was brilliant to see her play last night, but Maria, I know, because um, she's been out longer, has been working day in, day out on a recovery, and so is Steph, and, and hopefully we can see them back soon on the pitch. <laughs> I don't think I could pull it off as well as Maria did, uh, she she has the face and the voice for it, but I don't know if I do.
5: And uh, of all the players that we have brought in from other clubs, um, I think Anya O'Gorman, once again, I think is is an absolutely huge signing. And um, every time I've got to watch her, she's been a really really solid performance. Um, do you know what I mean? Her grafts and the amount of really important goals she's got as well, as like as I was saying about Jamie. As a point of reference, she's the women's team's thinner. She's the captain of the team. She plays kind of that kind of right wing back role. Obviously, maybe a bit more advanced than Ronan. but like every game is a hundred percent. Every game she chips in with it, nearly every game chips in with a goal. And by all reports, she's absolutely brilliant around the club, brilliant with all the younger players. So, yeah, so I think having someone like Anya, particularly who looks like she's going to be on the plane to Australia for the World Cup and um, fear the post team, it's great to have someone of Anya's calibre at the team as we bring through. Young players from uh, from our underage group. So yeah, it's she's just a phenomenal person off the club.
3: Paul, like many others, was speaking after he tuned in to Loi TV to watch the women's game in Galway, but not the prof, who was in the cinema that evening watching John Wick four.
1: Sorry, where? I, I don't remember putting this part in. No, do you remember that was because remember the kickoff time was moved. Remember it was originally down at as- yeah
3: yeah. Jamie doesn't watch many movies, she says, but she loves Grey's Anatomy. Finally, we wondered, has she been to rovers Bowes games in Tala before? Will there be an edge to the Derby on Saturday, and does she want more and more new fans to come and check out and support this new team in Green and White Hoops?
4: I have, yeah, I've been to Um, You do have to get in early to get a seat, but I don't know if that'll be the same case as ours, but um, hopefully there's a big crowd there, considering like the the names playing, but... um. Yeah, I hope there's a good crowd there and, and get a good buzz around the game. Yeah, I feel like there's always like even when you play underage and you play Bows and Rovers, there's always the, the sort of bragging rights between the two clubs. Um I don't know if it'll be looked into as much as the Shells game, considering that we didn't really take any balls players. Um Yeah, I feel like Rovers is is um one of the ones that should get uh, a lot of attendance because because of the stadium. And especially the brand of football that Culley's, um making us play. It's a, it's a, a very attractive style. And um, I feel like the crowd should be bigger, but all all equalness um, on the crowd there is going. It's brilliant to see them there. And hopefully it just can get bigger and bigger and grow.
5: The huge next step for the club is obviously to try to get more people through the turnstiles for the women's teams game. Um, I think we're really, really lucky that obviously that the women's international team plays in Tala. like and that gets huge crowds at the games, and it's uh, it's just a matter of, of of mapping Shamrock Rovers onto the formula that's already there for Ireland, like people are used to going to Tala to watch the women's team, and uh, is that if we can just kind of harness that kind of energy of of getting the people who go to the women's international games. Um, to also go out to watch rovers it's as i said like the atmosphere is very similar it's a great experience the style of football is brilliant and uh as i said like i, I have a watch of the games you're starting to warm to the players like as i said i called them by their first names at this point the way i would about the men's team so it's only when you go and you get to watch the team that it kind of starts to grow in you a bit and you really start to take the keen interest so like, getting, a, like, getting a big crowd for a big derby game or, or any other game is, it's something that would like, be absolutely brilliant and I think as as we develop and as they get better and better and better I think you will see the crowds get up, go up at the games Given all the talk pre-season um, that the big rivalry probably between Rovers and Shells this season considering the number of players that moved across um with Park this year it will be interesting to see how uh, the first well we consider the big derby against Bowes goes this weekend and um, both teams have had a really good start to the season both have a good start as well so it's said uh, to be interesting to see if um the kind of the derby that's built over in the men's team comes into the women's team as well to see if if that big rivalry could be built up as well um go back to talking to the crowds i think this is an opportunity for um, for maybe for a big crowd to come out for a big derby game on a saturday afternoon and um, it's a good time so it's about to be a good game as i said both teams have got to start to the season so the potential for a really good game is there and um, i'm sure it'll be just as spicy as any uh, normal double derby
4: hi guys uh jess henson here thanks so much for your support over the last couple of weeks we really appreciate and we love seeing you all at the game. We're back home this Saturday against Bohemians in the Dublin Derby, and I really need your support as it's a massive game for us.
3: See you then. We're five games in, and there are only eight games left until a long World Cup and four summer break on June second. Rovers versus Bows is this Saturday, and season ticket holders go free. Kickoff is five thirty at Tala. Don't miss it.
0: So that's it, Prof. We have uh, Dunster, Jamie Thompson, Hannah.
1: Brilliant stuff once again. Yeah, uh Dunster, uh Roberts women team enthusiasts with myself, Justin Mason, Colin Murphy, uh James Lowe jumping on board on Saturday gear as well. So the the gang is growing. I ha- still, I maybe still, I girl go to his first cherry. match still at still some stage. Me, but uh no, great stuff from Hannah and great to hear from Jamie who has been uh sensation so far yeah. this season.
0: Excellent stuff. Throwing uh, a name into the hat for the squad
1: to go to where was the where's the
0: World Cup being host of prof?
1: Uh, Australia and New Zealand. Yes. Definitely not uh, in anywhere else. Uh, so we got the Junior Hoops. What are they doing? Guard of Honour. Junior
0: it? Hoops. They are doing a Guard of Honour. So if you haven't joined up to the Junior Hoops, you got to join up in the next day or two. I won't quote anyone on this one, but you got to join up in the next day or two. And... Uh, to get involved, it's being closed for membership, so brilliant, brilliant numbers in at, <clears> at the minute. So, we're going to close it off, and then they're doing a guard of honor for Bose this Saturday. So, get in touch, email up or in the WhatsApp groups if you're in the junior
1: hoops, get in touch, okay? And this was from Glenn, talking, uh, this is Hannah's dad, Glenn. Uh, he said that Hannah was away last week with her own team, taking part in the Amsterdam Cup, she Ooh. plays for Lakelands under 17s. So, the Amsterdam Cup built about 30 teams involved and they came third. Oh, excellent. So, very good. Uh, Hannah is, she's been mostly played full-back, although she's been midfield lately and enjoying that. And uh, she has never played against Robbers, but they played against Bowles in the Cup before Christmas and won 9-0. Oh, yes, yeah, we remember that one as well. Jaden's going over this weekend to Celtic Park. He
0: is going to... I, I keep hyping him up. I said, wait and see the Green, the Green Brigade. And I said this... I'm actually really big fan of this Celtic team. I think they play lovely football. So he's going to see the Moodlewell game. They're going to play the Jimmy Johnson Academy. And yeah, so I'm, I'm buzzing from the Globe. He got his 20th goal of the season there last week. Probably he's flying. And uh, so I'm not going with him sadly. Sadly enough. I said I'd give him a bit of space because I remember going away to like Maastricht Cups and stuff like that when I was younger. And I had a ball. So I'm hoping he'll Behave himself, but have fun with his friends. So that's Jaden. he's going away on the weekend. So yes. What's,
1: what's this app that all the league of Ireland managers and scouts now? And I Connect. Uh, no, I mean I have that app, but isn't there some other database? Yeah, they. Yeah, track? I, Tim Clancy's gotten a couple of players off it, hasn't he? So like you know the old cash phrase "We need a twenty-goal season striker." Yeah, yeah. Has that When that twentieth goal went in by Jaden, did that pop up on some app now? I'm like, yeah, bing it's there.
0: Above his name. we found him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, so prop up next, we have Stan Levins. And predictions. Fairly, no messing around here. The left side is killing me prop more than anything. I think I know what I'm going to do here. So I'm going to go Manus. I'm going to go Grace pico horror Drop Cleary. Bench Cleary, mm-hmm. whatever way you want to say it. I think it's manoeuvring clearly to the seat that is beside the dugout the Lamborghini <clears throat> the Lamborghini Cleary yeah um, Ferruja on the right left side's troubling me Gary O'Neill and Tell in the middle Bourne, Gaff and Bork if they're fit if not we'll have to change around but I'm gonna the left side is troubling me I'm not sure about Cabo I want out here I think it might suit him a little bit better I don't think Clark Clark might not be suited to this pitch because it's tighter less space I think Cavill's a little bit more accomplished as regards his stature and his uh, technical ability. He might suit him a little bit better
1: in close contact. So, Isn't un- this always a place... You spoke with the pitch there a moment ago. Mm. It's always a place where we're always crying out for wit and then the game always ends up being very centralised. It's hard to get wide in this pitch, though, yeah. you know? It's hard to get wide. And yet it. I have memories of Conan Byrne murdering us on the wing <laughs> yeah. out here so many times.
0: I know. Yeah. I'd probably blame our fullbacks for that. So, yeah, that's my team I'm going to go for predictions I'm going to go 2-1 win 2-1 win Berkey to score again
1: against a very informed form team and I'm
0: going to say tell no I'm going to go I'm going to go Pico I'm going to go Pico another goal to follow up yeah. from last week 2-1 win close game great atmosphere good win to, to roll on to next week
1: well that's always my preferred back three Grace Pigohar. Although I do, I like Dan Cleary. I'm big fan of
0: Cleary, but I just, I think Grace needs to play if he's in form. I just think and that's it's the some, most balanced three. Yeah, yeah, because he's a lefty, isn't he, Grace? Mm.
1: And then the midfield is kind of like Watts and Poom played very well in Daly Mount, but that was how many games ago? Yeah, horses for courses, isn't it? Yeah. So and the two I boys came on and made an impact. Taylor really lived us when he came on. Yeah. Uh, Gary O'Neill, he's one of my first names in the team sheet every week. I am a fan of Pum. I think he's neat and tidy. Uh, I wouldn't would be as harsh on him as other people have been, but this game, yeah, Gary O'Neill, Tell, Cabo, we don't know if Clark's fit, like you say, and Byrne, Gaff Burke is a no brainer.
0: Do you know what we're missing? We're missing a young starlet off the bench, a striker. Usually we have a young
1: striker who can come on and get a goal. Well, we don't have well, one. Dean Williams he plays for balls now we
0: don't have one anymore we used to have a young striker we'd always be on annoying yeah. them all. a Dean Williams a fucking
1: Samford just don't say a Lewin <clears> for God's yeah. sake uh, prediction on this one. Oh, I think this is going to be a tough game I'm going to say I'm going to say a one all draw Sean oh. Park a uh, uh, reasonable prof our record uh, you said you were very nervous going to this I always am because it's always a tough game
0: but when I thought back on it I was thinking we've probably done well here recently
1: Our last 8 visits to Richmond Park 6 wins and 1 draw
0: I have to fucking jinx us now Jinx us yeah. Good record in fairness Jesus 6 and a draw That's excellent yep. Um. Dairy Bus Prof We'll move on The Dairy Bus is full to the brim There's a waiting list If you have booked in and you're not going to go let us know as soon as possible We are going to be taking prepayment on i'll say the monday after pats so this monday coming you'll be listening to this it'll be Tuesday, friday saturday or whatever we're going to take on the monday i'll get in touch with everybody we're going to be pre-pay and we'll separate the men from the boys so we do have a list of people who want to get on as well so we're going to try and accommodate them if the people can't go so that is it full to the brim prof 1150 pats tickets Um, that's a nice allocation it's healthy it's fair and it's going to be a cracking atmosphere. I'm buzzing for it. I really am. We're going to be stand wankers again. I'm going to be swinging out that Paul, going left <laughs> and right, trying to see the game. But buzzing for it. Can't wait. A Couple of points beforehand. I'd imagine the Patriots is going to be the pub of choice, considering coffees is no more. So um, that is it. We will hope to see you in Richmond this weekend and take the three points. So keep on hooping. See you.